Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. How can you have private sexual images? I mean, surely the whole idea of taking sexual photographs of yourself in compromising positions is because you want to share them with somebody else. You don't want to keep it to yourself, do you? Uh, The tennis star, uh, Eugenie Eugenie, uh, Bouchard, uh, was very distracted by one of the Wimbledon ball boys. Apparently, he left his flies undone and didn't really know whether to go and say anything. Well, why not? Goodness sake, honestly. Uh, We will get a spot of rain, but the heat is not going anywhere. Uh, The ex-factory worker who won £73 million in a divorce, it's a bit more complicated than that, but that's the simplistic form, Wants another £17 million on top of it. Uh, calls made for Maya Jama to be dropped by the BBC after more offensive tweets have been found. Oh dear. Not looking promising, is it, dear? Looks like it's about to collapse, I'm afraid. Uh, plus today's Flying Ant Day. It's the day that millions of them turn up and they go around. They're all trying to have sex, but that's what flying ants do. They'll be everywhere. You'll find them at home. They'll be sort of... And they, they're quite big, actually. They'll have been sort of hibernating, waiting to come out for this moment. And then once they've sort of got there, they'll be out there looking for a little bit of rumpy-bumpy, as indeed flying ants do. And you'll get them all over the place. Just just pray that you don't sort of walk into a cloud of them. At Wimbledon the other day, they had a few of them. And somebody was saying, you know, we've got some spray. There's such ninnies playing tennis now. Where's all the butchness gone? Admittedly, you know, when you look at some of the women, butchness kind of is the big thing that rises to the front. But, you know, first of all, we want time off looking after the children. Why did you bother going into tennis then? What's the point? I'm sorry, why do we all sit there? You go, I'm terribly sorry, there's a feed due. We'll all just sort of sit there staring at the grass or something, hoping that Cliff is going to sing for us. Uh, Thomas Markle, front page of the Mirror. I don't know why they, they think it's important, but they've said that um, he fears that he won't see his daughter ever again. Well, it's your own fault for flogging it, isn't it, for £7,500. You've got your 30 pieces of silver. What did you expect? People to come around and pat you on the back? Don't think so. That was never going to happen. And Niall Aslam. Go on, I dare you. No, none of you. None of you at all. Niall Aslam. He was the one who walked out of Love Island after nine days because uh, reasons best known to himself. Anyway, he's going to write a book, an autobiography, uh, about quitting the show due to his Asperger's syndrome. I mean, he's been in the business like half a second, half a nanosecond, and he's writing his autobiography. Do us a favour, please. Please don't. There's loads of of books on Asperger's. We can read all about it, thank you. We don't want it from somebody who has only been in the world, you know, a very short space of time. Obviously, your agent went, listen, just quit. We can get loads of publicity. Then then tell him you're doing a book. But uh, frankly, as I say, we're not even sure who's going to be reading some other books which are coming out at the moment, let alone something something like that. So I like the idea that Led Zeppelin could be getting back together. They want to get back together. And uh, that'll be quite a good one. Oh, Scarlet Moffat split with a boyfriend again. It's over trust. I mean, put it away. Might as well just give it up now. Leave it. There's no point in thinking you've got a relationship going here because I promise you, you haven't. OK, you split up once. OK, maybe twice, three times. I think not. Uh, also, it's uh, Dave and Vic's 19th wedding anniversary. Yeah, so they've made sure that you've got... Um, just in case you didn't have any pictures to complete your collection of the talented members of the uh, of the Beckham, Beckham family. To be honest with you, the amount of coverage they get, I would expect them to be billionaires by now. But they're nowhere near it. So obviously all this publicity isn't kind of working. But every day they're in the paper because we got one of them down the other day um, to uh, Wimbledon wearing all whites. It's all very lovely. I'm sure he can't have been there by himself. He's not really old enough. Uh, Dave... Uh, spent his anniversary competing in the dad's beanbag race at Harper's Sports Day. So there you go, you see. She does go to school. She does get an education. (coughs) 
You wait till the rest of the class discover she's got a pony for her birthday. Cool. Harper, have you got a, a pony? Yes, I have. Have you got that? My parents are rich, OK? Just see it, can't you, really? Just see it. Um, you really can get out of bed the wrong side. I suppose if you if, if it's up against the wall, you know, there's, there's obviously one side of it you can't get out of. Uh, also, what was the other one that I quite liked? I quite liked... Oh, tracking um, bees... Hornets, they're attaching little tiny, teeny tiny things to them so they can find out where, where they go back to because they're killing bees. Don't want to lose bees, do we? And uh, Paul McCartney is going gigging in the UK after three years away. Paul is over 70, that's all I can tell you. And if you haven't seen him on the uh, the James Corden thing, you should watch it. It's really good, actually. Very, very good. Uh, Novacek comes back in again. The great grand celebrating... Uh, at Hope. She's been there for a century and the dying veteran of 87 burgled as he slept. Wasn't that dreadful? Why, could, why would somebody do that? The Thai boys are praying a lot so I think they would be. They've got to try and get them trained uh, to use scuba diving. I mean, it'll be the miracle of all miracles. I know people have said, why can't they just sort of go out into the cave because they're two kilometres in. Two kilometres in. And um, as I say, it's, it's pr they're all smiling which is good news, and um, but there is a lot of praying going on there. I suppose because they've got to go two kilometres to get back onto sort of terra firma. And so they're going to have to be trained very quickly. And as somebody explained yesterday on the television, which is what I explained, is that when you put somebody in a scuba mask and you put them under, they have to learn how to breathe because immediately they hold their breath, thinking that they can't breathe. Once you've learned how to breathe with the scuba mask on, well, then you're OK. Apparently, apparently Philip Schofield scuba dives all the time, just on the programme, he was telling us yesterday. But that's that's what it is. You've got to learn how to breathe. So it's no good just putting your face under the water. You've got to go all the way under the water and then start breathing in and out. Because most people, as I say, hold their breath, and that's not the best thing to do. Not the best thing. Steve, um, uh, Gary says, flying ants look you've got a rumpy-pumpy. I know the feeling. Yeah, but the trouble is you're not flying, are you? You're not flying, that's the problem. But they are, they're out there for sort of a brief time. And um, and there'd be millions of them. We had them, a couple of, I don't remember them last year. I'm sure they must have been around somewhere. And um, and that, because they're, they're quite big. Compared to normal ants, they're, um, they're, they're absolutely huge. They're huge. And you sort of, you get, all of a sudden they land on your arm. And you go, ah, what's that? Because you get a bit frightened. I don't like stuff like that at all. At the best of times. Um, why aren't the police ill from the Novacek? I don't know, actually. I suppose because they've... Yeah, there's a lot of tin-hatted people out there. You never thought they'd be wearing those again, did you? Mind you, not that I really think a tin hat's going to be much bloody use to you with Novacek. And this, this is a couple who are nothing. They don't think they were targeted or anything else. Obviously, frightened to go out now, I think. Uh, not so good. Um, pa -pa, just seen your hanging baskets. They look lovely. Uh, I've got hanging baskets and plants. Will you do mine? I was out watering last night at half past 11. I woke up and I thought, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know whether it's me in this weather or whether I'm just not very well or so, whatever it is. I could sleep for the world. I mean, seriously, I was wide awake. And then I thought, if I just close my eyes, I thought, because I had an hour to kill. And I was a bit worried I might oversleep the hour and things like that. But, so, but I didn't. I sort of ended up getting dressed and then went out and started watering the baskets, coughing away like a good one. We got the cough back again, you'd be delighted to know. I must be sort of plagued with it for once every year. And it's now, normally it's a bit later than this. Not uh, not now. And um, my hubby's birthday is today. Happy birthday, all right? Whoever you are, we've got no idea what your name is. It's just your birthday, so well done. Um, and um, somebody wants to know, as well, what the story is 
about the Wimbledon ball boy who left his flies undone. I don't know. I just know that this Eugenie or Eugenie Bouchard, because that... She's Canadian, so she'd be going, and he, his flies were undone, and I didn't know what to say to him. Why don't you just say, your flies are undone? Or sort of go, <clears throat> you know, like you do. People do that, don't you? If you walk down, because sometimes I'll walk down the street, and people look at me, obviously in admiration, and, um, and, either, and, then, and then you find more than the usual amount of people, and you start looking around and thinking, have I walked out in my slippers? Or something like that, or have I got, you know... I've got my flies undone, or I'm, or I'm not wearing any trousers at all. There will come that time where I will be wandering down the road with no trousers on at all. Uh, so we will get some rain, so that's quite nice. I'm quite uh, quite good with that. And the old men behaving badly. Yes, men behaving badly. They want to bring it back. And apparently they've started writing. They've started writing. So that's good, isn't it? I'm quite, quite pleased about that. Uh, what have I got here? I think I've got the wrong thing on my... Um, <coughs> Need to press on air. Where's on air? Wait a minute. Wait, just bear with me. Wait, oh, right. OK. So push on air. Oh, right. Nothing. Oh, it's supposed to be nothing. Oh, right. We've read them all. Uh... <laughs> I, did, I didn't watch Love Island the other night. I thought it was too boring now. Now they've all started bursting into tears and behaving like idiots. I've decided I really couldn't care less. And I spoke to some ladies yesterday and they said exactly the same. You know, what do these people do? If we'd known years ago... But all you had to do was get your clothes off and have sex on television to make a career. Then, you know, we'd have probably all done it a long time ago, but we don't. So that's why we watch it now. And apparently it's a very popular programme with people who are slightly remedial. People who probably didn't complete uh, an education. And people who sort of, you know, I mean, my friend John is obsessed with it. I know why. It's got loads of women in bikinis on there and he likes... Women in bikinis. And so he'd be going to me, cool, I fancy that Danny Dyer and... Um, I don't know if that's the girl or the or the bloke. And um and um they do know how to use the Ofcom website though. Yeah, they know how to, they like complaining. But there again, somebody said to him, This is what you do. You go on to Ofcom and you write I don't like Love Island, and then it says why, and you write Cos I don't. That's C O Z, incidentally. And uh, and then you write it and then Ofcom will sort of get back to you if they think it's you know it's worthy of a thing. Obviously because they've had so many Probably all from the same bloke, I should imagine. He just keeps pushing the repeat button. He's got no idea. Uh, how many we sent now? You sent about 3,000. Oh, right, lovely. What they're complaining about, I've got no idea. It's a reality show. If it was a factual programme and they were being economical... Sorry? I know Danny died cry, but I'm not surprised. I'd have cried if I had a voice like that as well, with a foul mouth on it. F in this, F in that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Where do you go, darling? Obviously, nowhere that's got any class to it. Really disgusting, really disgusting. Uh, the new breed of blood thinners, slashing the risk of side effects. Wish they were all on blood thinners, I tell you. On the it's, and then, then they sent somebody else out there, didn't they? And then some woman climbs up onto the Statue of Liberty. Uh, she puts a ladder up the side. There had been a protest earlier on in the day about something. And, uh, and so she climbed up. Well, leave her there. Leave her there. Why do we waste time with these people? It's like we've had them in London. People climbing over Tower Bridge. Leave them. Leave them. It's their problem. You know, but people do it, don't they? And you sort of, th- and then we waste time. They spent three hours trying to talk her down. I mean, what's the point of that? What's the point? Trump's here. What here? Here? Oh right. What do you mean you don't know it's here? I'm, I might be quite close to Donald Trump. You don't know. Oh God, we can have protests. You think we can have protests in London? Yeah. There will be people that sort of protest it. Down with Trump. What's he doing here? Down with Trump. They won't know, will they? Nobody will have the faintest idea. It's just that people... I don't, I'm amazed they can all get the time off work. How do people get time off work? What are you, what are you off the time off work today? Hospital? No, complaining about Donald Trump coming here. I mean, goodness sake, honestly. Surely we can get a bit better than that. Uh, will the government 
explain to us why security didn't do a complete check of Salisbury for any nerve agent residue before Charles and Camilla made the visit. Well, they've already been, haven't they? Well, they didn't get affected by it. I don't know. Strange. Mike says, you won't believe this, but Eugenie Bouchard has a twin sister called Beatrice. <laughs> so you therefore have permission to pronounce her name your usual way. Eugenie. Eugenie. It's such a pretentious name. We were only told a short while ago. Let's what? She really has got a twin sister. Oh, right. Oh, we're not... We're not... I call Beatrice. Oh, my God. Don't tell me the father's called Andrew. I couldn't bear it. So, wait a minute. The 20-year-old daughter of Royal Obsessed Man. Oh, that's right. Has a twin sister called Beatrice and a younger brother called William. Stalkers. Stalkers. Slightly mad. Slightly left of centre. So, well done to them. Anybody else go to the... Um, uh, go to the... Wim- Are we had any members of the royal family? Wait a minute. Uh, William's still swanning around on holiday somewhere. Uh, Harry's... Desperately trying to get Megan back into Kensington. Come on, come on. We've been out for an hour. Let's go back in again. But I don't know who's actually been. I mean, Carol, Carol Middleton's been there, but I mean, God, I mean, it's Chief Chav, isn't it? What's the point? Who cares about Carol Middleton? Meghan Markle, poised to attend Wimbledon to cheer on a close friend. And I think tonight, 42nd Street, I think Elton John's going. Or was it last night? It was one of the two. Elton John's going there because uh, Lulu finishes on Saturday. Such a good show. Such a good show. Really. And um, another one here that says, the flying ants tend to spawn from wet earth where weeds grow between your patios. We don't have weeds, I'm afraid. They're banned. We're in Twickenham. Middle class. Don't do weeds. Weeds are further up north. You know, Watford way. Best thing to do is soak the patio gaps with resolve weed killer, says Francesca. And then we don't have them. As I say, you know, when we had them last, we had different patio. Now we've had the patio relined completely. And all the bits in between are uh, foam. And then you just take out one of the slabs, you put a new one in. It's all very clever. But no, there's nothing growing under there. They can't get under the blooming. Mind you, ants, of course, can. But the flying ants are bigger, are much, much bigger. Uh, Sex on TV, you said, says Kevin the Milkman. It's murder with these flat screen TVs. I keep losing my balance. Exit stage left. Thank you very much indeed. It's like... like what was the other? There was another joke. Was it Jamaica? No, she went of her own accord. All those sort of things like that. Palindromes. You know what palindromes are? It's a word or a phrase that reads exactly the same forwards and backwards. And the only one I ever knew was a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. And backwards, that reads a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. Clever, isn't it? Not really. No, it's not even interesting. But I just chucked it out there because it's uh, Thursday morning. And I nearly cancelled this morning. I nearly. I got out of bed last night. And I always do the same thing. I always go, me, me, because it is, it's all about me. I go, me, 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 and I'm, I sort of, I'm standing in front of the bathroom mirror. I'm sort of looking at myself going, well, it could be worse. could be worse, could be dead. And, and uh, uh, not, not much difference, to be honest with you, between living and dead in my bathroom. And, uh, and so I thought, I'm, me, I'm still doing this me, me, and I sounded all throaty. And I, I didn't sound as I thought I wanted to sound. And I thought, I know, I'll cancel, I'll take a day off. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, I can't take a day off. What will you do if you take a day off? You're just going to sit there and all of a sudden your voice is going to come back. So I had, uh, had some milk, then I had some water, then I had the first of two cups of coffee. Oh, the, the, the coffee machine's working again. Yeah, the hot water machine I've got. Did I tell you about that? It all of a sudden started not working after we had the power cut. And, and I bought another fan about six weeks ago and I've just put it on the floor. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I bought it in Costco. I can't tell you what it was, but it was only about 40 quid. Um, and this one, um, it's you, you push a remote. Everything I've got has got remote everything, and you sort of you do this thing, and it sort of and it, so it goes slow, it goes, and then it all of a sudden it goes, and then it stops, 
and then it goes slow, and then it gets very good, and it oscillates as well. It does everything. I mean, seriously, if it was sort of, you know, a fair material, you know, we might be sharing a bed, but uh, it's not, so it's sitting on the floor. And it's very good. I'm very, everything's working now, in, as I say, including the hot water machine, because I can't be bothered to wait for the kettle to boil, so I've got a machine that you push the button, it's instant hot water. It's a bit like the taps out here, only a bit more reliable. And uh, so I'd had my cup of coffee, watered the plants, mayflies everywhere. I mean, seriously, I think I swallowed about 20 of them, so I hope they're actually good for me. Uh, what was the other story? Oh, yes, a fifth of kids don't know what a bee is. A fifth of kids do it because they live in tower blocks. They don't know what bees are. What do they think? Bees don't fly around tower blocks. I don't know how high bees go before they get vertigo. They have to, I don't know. I mean, I just see them at sort of ground level, my sort of level. But I'm assuming that they, if they want to. But then if they did, birds would take them, wouldn't they, out of the air? Why am I worrying about this? It's Thursday, for God's sake. Who cares? Nobody cares whether kids don't know what a bee looks like. I bet they know what porn is, though. That's the one thing, isn't it, that everybody knows nowadays. It's the, it's the only thing. No matter what they talk about on the television. What was it the other day? They were saying they're going to ban internet brothels. I didn't even know what an internet brothel was. I had to ask. Luckily, the producer knew what an internet brothel was. So he was able to say to me, yes, they really do it. And I went, really? I remember my, my goddaughter, when she was five, six, she just typed in a word on the internet. I'm not going to tell you what the word is. Up came a hardcore pornographic website. She thought she was looking for a doll. Obviously, they thought differently, so that was banned immediately. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But you can, I'm telling you now, without impunity or anything like that, type in Steve Allen Show LBC. And I promise you there'll be no naked pictures of me. Mainly because we haven't had them developed and uh, photoshopped. But uh, as soon as they're available, you'll get them first. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Why is it that footballers and tennis players and all the people associated with sport, when you see them on the BBC, they're covered with advertising slogans? What's the point of that? I realise how sponsorship works. I'm not stupid. I'm just thinking, aren't there rules? I cannot tell you this programme is brought to you by Prosecco. You know, because somebody would be right. There'd be some stupid person who'd write in and go, Steve Allen's promoting Prosecco. Is he being paid? Like, there's only one place where you get Prosecco. And, and But you see them on the television, and they, it's all carefully placed. The water that is the sponsor of it is there. And you think, well, are they paying the television companies as well? What's the point of it? Every time I see some footballers, they're covered in logos. England are sponsored by Vauxhall. I mean, and yet the funny thing is, not one of them drive around with, you know, this is Wayne... Well, it wouldn't be Wayne Rooney, would it? But, you know, Wayne Rooney drives a car sponsored by... Harry Kane hasn't got a, a Vectra, has it? No, I shouldn't imagine he has. But do they get any money out of it? Do they actually get... Do they pick up bits and... I don't know how it works. The FA get paid. Right, the FA. Yes, that's what they do, isn't it? Sweet. Uh, right, Steve. Uh, kids used to say you've got egg on your chin when somebody had their flies down. I mean, that was amazing. Actually, I've never heard of it. At Wimbledon before. Uh, Steve, don't you ever feel lonely? Get married, says Bill. I never feel lonely. Never feel lonely. How could you? Look at the business I'm in. God in heaven, I tell you. Never a day goes by where I don't bump into people who either listen to the programme or who adore the programme or love everything about it. or Because the people who, who don't like it, they don't bother saying anything because otherwise it makes them look a bit stupid. Why would you go up to somebody and say, I don't like your programme? And you go, well, don't listen. You know, it's a, a fairly obvious thing, unless you're a particularly thick person. But no, people who love the programme talk about it all the time. How could you ever be lonely? You couldn't be lonely in this business. You seriously couldn't. I defy anybody. If anybody's lonely in this business, in this building, come see me. Come sit in here for half an hour. That'll, that'll cure you of everything. Steve, I wonder if flying ants are attracted to the colour white. Funny you should say that, Alan. There's a very good reason to suggest that they are. 
They like the bright reflective bit of it. And white seems to do it because I think, I have a feeling, they're colourblind. And so they only see black and white. So white comes out as really, really glaring because he went back to a car park today. His car was covered with flying ants, whereas the cars either side of him didn't have any flying ants. You see, they weren't white cars. White cars are actually prone to it. I get, as I say, I mean, I get bees because I've got, as you know, if you've seen the pictures on my uh, on my Twitter, I've got loads of hanging baskets. We've got ten. I've got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I've got about thirty pots which are full to overflowing, absolutely chock-a-block overflowing with flowers. So I get loads of bees uh, because we have a local place where, where the bees go and live and then they make their honey and all the rest of it. So bees I'm, I'm very used to and I think they're lovely. You, never, you can never have a pet bee though, can you? You can have pet everythings. I had a... I don't want to go into it actually because it was a bit sad. Some years ago, some, some listeners, very kind listeners, bought me an ant. And this was the one who was at London Zoo. And he came with a photograph and a little letter of introduction. And he was really strong. He was carrying a leaf. Well, a bit of a leaf that he cut out. He was a leaf cutter ant. And, uh, and he, he used to write to me for about, about six months. And then he just stopped writing. He just, there was no more, no more contact at all. And I, I had a horrible feeling because I don't know the, the longevity of ants. I don't know whether they live a long time. Well, they don't live on my patio, put it that way. I have powders and stuff like that. Because I don't want all my plants to be eaten. Bad enough with little slugs, so we managed to annihilate the slugs. You know what's annihilated the snugs? Slugs? The heat. The heat, because the terracotta pots get so hot, that's where they hide in the daytime. They've got nowhere to hide. They're sitting there going, God, it's hot. Hoping for a drench. The only drenching they get is 11 o'clock at night when I'm watering all the plants for 25 minutes. But uh, they are good. You can go to... My tw- I don't know what my Twitter feed is. Is it, it uh, Steve Allen show? There you go. I don't know. See, how do I not know these things? Because I just don't. It's like earlier on when Darren was talking about he doesn't like football. And I thought, well, I don't like football either. And somebody goes, oh, you're not very patriotic. I thought, I'm more patriotic than you'll ever be. God, I mean, if you think following football is being patriotic, think again. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, the cannibal hornet is likely to be an unintended illegal import from the continent or the Far East, says Jenny. Probably the Asian one. Well, they've, they've actually got it uh, fitted up with these little um, little sort of cameras. It's like a little... Well, it's not a camera. It's like a tracking device. And it's, it's very interesting, actually. Uh, I think you should put your fan on a table. We know how accident-prone you are. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, it's all right. I haven't fallen over it yet. I've been a bit close, but there you go. Apparently, leaf-cutter ants have a life expectancy of a year to two years. And the queen, because they have a queen leaf-cutter ant, has an expectancy of 15 to, 15 to 20 years. No, really? Good Lord above. They're very organised ants, aren't they? I mean, they really are. Apparently, if you get caught in the jungle, not that I think you're going to be going there anytime soon, and these ants come along, these things will bite you. They will destroy everything in their... Not the ones we get, but the ones over there in the jungles. (coughs) Excuse me, where they literally... You know, if there's something like a tarantula crawling along the ground, these ants will overpower it and dissect it in a matter of seconds. Nothing, nothing, you know, dead birds or birds that they, they, they can attack, they're there. But so a year to two... I'm all emotional again now. Yeah, thank you. I said sorry for my loss. It's a bit bloody late now, isn't it? But never mind. At least he made the effort. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, Ray says, never used to suffer from hay fever. 
but suddenly became a big problem this year, including that cough. Very unpleasant. Can't wait for this weather to break so everything stops streaming. It's being referred to as late-onset hay fever. Maybe there's an airbound nerve agent. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And little Marcus says, Good morning, Steve. Are you sponsored by Costco and Waitrose? Shh. Honestly, I thought nobody had noticed. And Goods the Chemist, and KFC, and Cooper's, and Sandy's the Fish Shop, and Marks and Spencer's, Wait Waitrose definitely, and the hairdressers in Water Lane, and uh, Danny's place down in Church Street, and uh, the Barmy Arms. God, shh, don't tell anybody. It's only you that sussed it out. And he says, I bet you didn't pay for your instant hot water kettle. Shh, it's not a kettle. It's not a kettle. It's a machine. Not a penny piece. Not a penny piece. Shh, doesn't matter. As long as nobody notices, we're all right. We can get away with it. I was watching, uh, says Jan in Dunstable, recorded Dale in Florida. He went to have a look at a huge retirement estate. He asked his guide what there was to do there. And the guide asked Dale what he liked to do. And his answer made me laugh. He said, just watch television and eat. I know. We used to joke about uh, what what was going to happen on our retirement. And we thought it would be Florida. And it would be, which reminds me, I must phone my friend, Jackie Gill. And um, we thought we'd be sitting on one of those big balconies with, you know, in rocking chairs, just sort of saying, oh, do you remember so-and-so, God, when we did this and that? And remembering all those different things that you remember. There were bits that he could remember and bits that, that I could remember. And then you kind of marry them up together and it worked, uh, worked quite well, actually. He just didn't look well on the programme, did he? He just didn't look well. But the trouble is, he, he didn't do illness. The only illness he did was an addiction to having surgery. So he quite liked the idea of having, you know, he only went in for a nose job. He ended up having cosmetic surgery, had a, fa- had a face job and everything, which, of course, had, it, had little bits and bits. They never quite work properly. They never quite work properly, facelift. Not for men, because the, uh, the problem is that when they tighten the skin, they do it behind your ears. So within a very short space of time, you have to shave behind your ears because they've moved the skin around a little bit, which is a shame. Uh, Steve, apparently a Led Zeppelin album contains uh, a song uh, played backwards. Some kids committed suicide. Really? I don't think I've ever heard that one. I've heard of people who get addicted to to groups. I don't think there was... Oh, Stairway to Heaven is satanic. Oh, it's not at all. And she's climbing the stair... No, no, it's fine, actually. I loved it. That was... If you play it backwards. Well, that's what... Wasn't it... Um, wasn't the Beatles album or something? The fact that John Lennon wasn't there meant that... Because they couldn't find his sort of picture that he was going to be assassinated or something. And then... Was it Paul McCartney on Abbey Road? I knew it was something like that. Uh, they thought Paul was dead. That's right. And then there was another one that, that if you actually played one of their albums backwards, it was a message from the devil. Is that the White Album? I mean, you think to yourself, people are mad as fruitcakes, aren't they, nowadays? Of course, it's very difficult to actually play an album backwards. Years ago, you could do it. We had turntables on a radio station I worked at, and they were, they were really heavy. They, they had a gear change on it, a gear change. And you could actually go backwards. It's the only time I'd ever... We used to phase records. I bet you don't know what phasing is. Phasing is something... If you've got two turn... DJs could do this. Two turntables... And you've got the same record on each turntable and you start them at the same time. You get the most amazing effects, which sound almost psychedelic. Oh, oh, look at that. We've got the word psychedelic. Because a load of people think Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon marries up with The Wizard of Oz and makes a bit of a psychedelic experience. I used to love Dark Side of the Moon. Money. I mean, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. You seeing Roger Waters? Oh, are you? Oh, High Park tomorrow. You're going to that, are you? Are you allowed? Have you got late, late pass or something? 
Oh, right, OK. Who are you going with? I'm going with your dad. That's <laughs> her. Who are you going with? I'm going with my dad. It's a bit like the Beckhams, isn't it? Who are you going with? Bloody father again. Yeah, he's turning up again. Uh, one of your spots. Who? What an idiot, says Sarah. A woman climbing onto the Statue of Liberty. I suggest a well-aimed blast or a water cannon. Three hours they spent trying to talk her down. She was part of um, a, a protest group and then puts a... I mean, surely you'd have sussed somebody walking along with a ladder that they put up the side of the, the thing and then she climbs onto it. I'd have left her there. Stay there. It's like all these people who are... What are they called, the ones who chain themselves to runways and the fences and all the rest of it? Plain stupid, I think, is the, is the group. I'd leave them there. You want to change yourself? I'd actually go and add a bit more. OK, so you've chained yourself to the railing. Here's some handcuffs. Now you're not going to the toilet. You know, and just leave them there. I tell you, after a few hours, they'll be going, can we come inside now, please? No, you can't. I was reading about Princess Margaret yesterday, and you know you have known a few royals. Was she that bad to people, says uh, Paolo? She, um, she could be a bit of a pain, actually. In fact, she could be an absolute pain. Because she knew she was never going to be uh, queen. And so she enjoyed... Uh, in fact, there are pictures of her and a few well-known people standing stark naked around her on uh, Mustique. That's, uh, which was <laughs> quite interesting. She's wearing a swimming costume and there's two people standing naked next to her, which is very odd. Uh, flying ants are here. Uh... Service excellent, by the way. But uh, some of the stories of Princess... Oh, God, the stories of Princess Margaret, I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you. They, they were too awful for words. Oh, is that a robot in the NHS? Is this one of these robots that goes around the floor delivering medicines and everything else? I bet that's not a British... Look, can't be a British hospital. There's nobody in it. If that was a British hospital, that, uh, that sort of little runway thing there would be chock-a-block with people on beds and everything else. But the, but the robots do everything. Well, no, they make cars, don't they? I don't see why, why they shouldn't be operating in hospitals. And they can do all sorts of things in hospital, doing all sorts of procedures. Wow. So clever. So clever. Uh, Steve, tuned in from the citrus fields of Western Australia. Thank you for keeping us entertained as we do the tedious job of picking mandarins. No flying ants here, but plenty of huntsman spiders, cockroaches, lizards and other creepy crawlers. Says Ryan, Gino, Ellie... And Josh. Don't they have an automatic machine for picking citrus fruits? Well, they're done by hand. Good Lord above. Uh, another one here says, um, I've just been reading your Wikipedia entry. You've had a pretty interesting career. I know. Been making money since I was 15 years old. Making money since I was... We were talking about it the other day, actually. Well, I was talking about it to myself. And, um, and it's very interesting when you sort of think, I couldn't wait to leave school. Couldn't wait to leave school. Simple reason. There was nothing to do with, I didn't want the education. I was just bored. I wanted to get out there and meet people and, and work. And that's exactly what I did. I met people and I worked and I earned money from the age of 15. So uh, very, very lucky. Do you remember the song Just Say No by Grange Hill? Yes, I do. And uh, Steve, your hot water dispenser, is it a Breville hot cup? No, it's not. No, I don't know which one it is, actually. Um, but it's it's very good. It holds about, this is about the biggest that I've seen. It holds about two to four litres of water, I think. So you get a lot of cup of coffee before you have to fill it up. The funny thing is, I always fill it up with um, bottled water. I don't use... T occasionally I use tap water, very occasionally, but I haven't drunk out of the tap for donkey's years. Because I work on the subject. It goes in my machine, then it heats it up, so it's taken away any sort of problems it's got with it. Uh, Alan says you can have a pet bee or at least half a bee. There was a Monty Python song. Eric the Half a Bee. Was that really a song? I don't even remember that one at all. 
And uh, when will people realise, says Gary, the futility of trying to hydrate plants in this weather by wandering along, dribbling a few drops from a half-filled old teapot? The plants need lots of water to soak it in, or just it evaporates. Well, yesterday I've got some plants which I haven't planted up. They're in a box uh, in one of those polystyrene things. Literally within a day of me not watering them, they're limp. I mean, seriously, I've drenched them this morning, so that'll be quite good. Uh, Ickenham air is lovely and fresh this morning. We'll probably hear something different about that a little bit uh, later on. And Botox says H makes people look very odd as it presents facial, prevents facial expressions. Yes, because it's a freezer, isn't it? It's, um, it's a tranquilizer, so basically freezes your skin. But I'm, I've explained to you before, I don't get wrinkles. I'm, I'm sort of I'm wrinkle-free, as it were. And um, oh, Michelle Keegan showing off her football skills. You can tell she's not working, can't you? Uh, Katie Price flaunting her frame again. As rumours circulate that her, her current boyfriend, the desperado, called Chris, with a K, is set to be her fourth husband. I mean, to be honest with you, she's so sad and lonely. If it, she needs to get some medical attention. I, I don't know if she's still married. I don't, I don't think, no, because he actually said he didn't want to go for a quickie divorce because she's, she's a bit shallow like that. And, uh, and so I, I suspect, really, that they'll have to wait. He can drag it out as long as he wants. She can't do anything about it. About time somebody got their own back on. They're quite vile. Scarlett Moffat and Lee Wilkinson have split again. This is the second time in three months. Give it up now, boys and girls. It's, uh, it's too silly. Too silly. And, uh, and then she dons a jacket with... Uh, on it, it's got Au revoir, Felicia. And that's uh, amid claims she's split. The trouble is, I feel a bit sorry for her. She can't afford a minicab to take her anywhere at all. So she walks along the streets with her little suitcase, her hair done up in the Croydon facelift. I mean... Seriously, that video was so fraudulent. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Stephanie Davis has been sending secret messages to Jeremy McConnell. Nobody cares about them. Um, bam, bam, bam. And this is uh, Michelle Heaton. This is a bizarre one. Reveals her daughter, Faith. Um, her, her daughter, she's six, by the way. May need to have her womb and breast removed to stop the cancer gene. So uh, she's spoken openly about her sort of struggles. She's, she needs to get some serious medical help, I think, Michelle Heaton. And, uh, but, you know, to talk about her daughter six, you know, it's, it's just a little bit soon, I think. A little bit soon, but, you know, some people. Uh, Kelly Osborne joining McFly's Dubby, uh, Dougie Pointer for a Gay Times bash. Before, neither of them are gay. What are they doing there? Get out! Heterosexuals, honestly, muscling in on somebody else's party. Go make your own party. Or, is, or is, don't tell me, please, that Kelly Osborne's a role model for gay men. I couldn't believe it. Was Vince Cable as well? Has he gone gay too? Has everybody gone gay? First of all, yesterday we had all you blooming um, um, What's It fans, Steps fans, coming out the closet. Oh, yes, Steve. Oh, my name's Deirdre and all the rest of it. Yeah, that's five, six, seven, eight. And now you've got Kelly Osborne and Dougie Pointer. I mean, the event hosted by stylish Kyle de Volet. Who's that? Probably some drag queen, I should imagine. But apparently, um, there was a Gay Times dinner at the Ivy Market. What are they to do with it? Dear Lord above, Kyle de Villa's a British fashion designer. I always work for Rita Ora. Oh, well, there you go. That's end of conversation. Don't want to know anything else. Thank you very much indeed. And she's also worked with uh, Cara Delevingne. She had the X Factor. The vo- oh, dear. Just a bit, a bit dreary, actually. Designed a shoe range. Oh, God. I'm bored already. It's all these people. What are they, why, why do you know these gay organisations, gay time? What are they inviting all these heterosexuals for? It really is bizarre. There's Rita Ora, became friend. Oh, 
It's a man, is it? Oh, right. Oh, well, there you go. We learned something new. It's a man. Uh, also, George Michael's former partner, Faddy, holding a suspicious cigarette. Well, he's just, you know, I don't know. Oh, dear. Anyway, he dashed to a cash point, took out some money. They're determined, aren't they, to bring him down. The fact is, you know, George loved him. It was as simple as that. Whether George's sort of cousin that he never really had much to do with decides to sell stories to the papers about it, I couldn't care less. Uh, also, Richard Hammond sliding down a snowy mountain on his bottom. Love Richard Hammond. Uh, Janet Street Porter. Oh, thank God for that. She, I thought they, they announced yesterday. You know who's going back onto Loose Women today, don't you? Carol McGiffin is going back on there. Janet Street Porter's going off for, a, for, for knee surgery. And so we're all grateful for that one. And uh, a few more on the panel could go at the same time, actually. Perhaps we could get rid of them all. be quite a good idea. And just have and just have uh, good old um, Carol McGiffin. I don't, I don't know why she's doing it, actually. Because they actually sort of... I thought she was unceremoniously dropped. I was always a bit upset by that. Because she was about the best person on there in the early... She was very good. In fact, they had a good line-up. Then somebody came in and started messing around with it, which really annoyed me. So she's going back. So... Uh, Better be on your best metal today. I think it might even be pre-recorded. I've just got a feeling. I don't know why. Uh, just in case. Because, you know, she might say, oh, I hope she gets somebody really good. And she'd be funny. She hates, she hates uh, Katie Price. <laughs> Imagine if Katie Price is on there and Carol McGiffin. That'll make good television. I think she just sort of, she thinks, oh, shut up, please. Uh, phasing tunes is mixing. No, it's not. No, it's not mixing, no, because you, 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 it creates different effects. That's not mixing. It's called phasing. Phasing. Uh, another one here. Uh, somebody says, uh, why is there no national commercial station with music for the 40-plus demographics? Oh, I don't know. I mean, do the 40-plus demographics listen to the radio? Do we have... Oh, we have, a, we have a station that would appeal to you. I have a station that would appeal to you. It's got a, got a lovely line-up of people, I promise you. Have you listened to Heart? I mean, I only met you. Seriously, I don't get any, no, I don't get any back, back. Although I did ask if they had any work the other day, seeing if I could squeeze in another two shows out of somebody. But uh, I, I, I might know the boss, yes. I might know the boss. He's a very, very nice person. He's very nice. Always with a permanent smile on his face. Every time he sees me. So it could be wind. I don't know. I've never asked. Uh, but uh, it says, uh, I watched Rowan Atkinson in Maygray last night. thought he plays the part well. Although I kept thinking he'd go into his comedy acts. I never found him very funny as Mr Bean. I must be the only one. Everybody else thought he was hilarious. Didn't, didn't work. Oh, Blackadder I loved. Loved Blackadder. Loved Blackadder. So good. Uh, and Ian says, are we overdue the next big pop band that'll be bigger than the Spice Girls or One Direction? I, wait. There's nothing in the, in the pipeline. Although the, the bad news is that Cheryl, what's her face, has said that she's going to be doing some more songs for an album. Don't waste your time, love, please. Please, it's really, it's really not worth it. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I must just point out that Janet Street Porter has said she's taking two weeks off to recuperate. Take four. Take four, dear. In fact, take the rest of the year off. We like, we like Janet Street Porter, except she's, she's a bit drippy now. Now she's sort of reached into sort of twilight years. <laughs> she's, she's gone a bit gaga. And, uh, and then when she accepted the award from the palace, having been anti it for so many years, I then thought hypocrite. And then I thought old hypocrite. And then I thought, you know, she used to be really feisty. Sometimes she can be. But obviously there's somebody talking in their ears going, uh, stop it, stop it now. Because it, it's got no edge to it. Obviously it will have with Carol McGiffin back on today. It'd be very good. Uh, and also somebody said they need to get Jane MacDonald and Sherry Houston back on. Yeah, Sherry because she was mad. 
but she seemed to fit in really well because some of the ones I've got at the moment are a bit... They're, they're what I call wannabes. Wannabes. And, and they're not very good. They're not as good. They just think you sort of sit there. But the trouble is they don't have any warmth that comes over on the television. And um, uh, there is a radio station aimed at older people. It's called The Wireless, sponsored by Age UK. I don't even know what that is, actually. Why would you, why would you have a radio station that was only targeting older people? It's like saying, you know, Steve Allen's programme only appeals to certain people. We seem to run across the, the, the great divide. I couldn't care whether you're 9 or 90. I couldn't care less, you know, what colour, what, you know, sexual orientation. I couldn't care less about anything. It doesn't make any difference to me. It's whether people listen to the radio. And if you listen to the radio at this time of the morning, then you're obviously a very discerning client. And we like to offer you the very best that we have by looking through the papers and basically saying what the rest of the world is saying, but nobody else is saying it on the radio because they're too frightened to say it. You know, if I don't like something, I'll tell people I don't like it. No point in lying about it. You've got to be honest. You've got to be honest. Steve, I went to Sooty's Barbecue uh, for the Grand National, ended up winning... The sweepstake, right, he's barred. Make sure mental... Never get on this programme ever again. Chris in Chessington says, uh, My friend and I are forming a band. We're going to call ourselves Prevention. We think it'll be better than The Cure. Right, he's barred as well. I mean, that's even worse than the last one. Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, Linda in Crawley says, Big on your chin is a general term. Looking silly. Flying low is the... uh, Flying low is the ask, James, saying... Are you doing predictive text and it's not quite working properly? I, I get that from a friend of mine. He actually does predictive text. Actually, I was going to... A friend of mine um, does a radio programme. And I was going to ask him how many people are working on his team. I was always curious, always very curious about how many people work on radio programmes to produce the end result. So in the case of this, this programme, there's two of us. 25, I know. Can you imagine if they go, oh, by the way, there's only going to be 25 on your team tomorrow, Steve. Is that, can you do with, with a few less? And you go, well, yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> there's two of us. There's me and there's him next door and that's it. I mean, there might be other people here, which could be the results of us drinking. But, I mean, apart from that, we don't see anybody else. There is nobody else. I mean, and most, most pro... Oh, pardon me, indigestion now. Most, most programmes on, on radio don't. But if, if you work for a, for a national station, big national station, then they seem to have lots and lots of people. And I'm always curious as to know what everybody does. I mean, I, I merely ask because I remember going to see a friend of mine who worked for a station years I mean 30 years ago 35 years ago and I went there and I was sort of what and I thought what do these people do there was like three producers there were two people at the back who could have been APs there was somebody in the studio and then there was so the only thing that the the DJ had to do was put put a record onto a turn now of course you don't even put records on turntables it's all on it's on the computer uh, which I don't understand I mean seriously I don't think any of our radio stations in this building have actually got turntables with um with records, it's all on the computer. Everything is, is computer. It's phenomenal. My friend Tony works for, for one of our stations. In fact, he runs it. And uh, they've got... Oh, that's right. It's Capital Extra. I've got a turntable. Whoops. And, uh, yes, they, they have got a... T- you have. I think because they do dance music, don't they? Let's have a look in our other big, st- big uh, studios and stations. I'm always curious to know just how many people work on, on radio programmes and what do they all do? Because I'd be, I'd be quite insecure about it. I'd be sort of thinking, wait a minute, we need to go through the team and find out exactly uh, what what sort of people do on a programme. 
Because that, that just interests me. Uh, Wendy says, I've just sneezed myself awake. Did I really hear you and hot water dispenser mentioned? For crying out loud. Oh, no, it's all right. It works. It's fine. It is a hot water dispenser. But it doesn't come out like, like tons of it. It's, you know, it takes about ten seconds to fill a cup of boiling hot water. But it's actually inside the machine, so then I'd sort of take the cup. You're right. I mean, it's just as dangerous. Believe you me. It's, it's not halogen oven part two. I did think about that yesterday, actually, because what did I have to eat? I can't remember. It was very nice. Very, very nice. But in fact, I was so good, I didn't even eat all of it. I didn't even eat all of it. I sort of, I left some of it. Because I've got this thing at the moment. I'm watching this woman on the, on the food channel. And this is the one, you know, the one, her, her husband has got a, a farm out in America, Canada, somewhere like, whatever it is, they've got <coughs> horses and um, cattle. And she cooks for the kids. And she makes these... And she's, she's very simple. She's very down-to-earth. She's not glam in any way, shape or form. But she just seems to cook this delicious food. And they all seem to... It's like real old family homestead stuff. It's seriously good. Seriously good. And I was watching her yesterday because I think two of the girls are going off to university. So she's offering them advice. But to, in the meantime, she tells them how to make these things. And she made a key lime pie. It looked absolutely delicious. Which came with squirty cream. Squirty cream at this time. Oh, dear. Uh, OK, I guess you start both tunes at the same time. Yes, they do. And then at certain parts, musical breaks and things like that, and it works particularly well with 70s and 60s songs, um, it goes in... You know, what was the song? Window, window, your reflections in direction now. Da, 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 da. Pictures of Matchstick Men. Halfway through Pictures of Matchstick Men, there is a bit that sounds all psychedelic, and that's how you make it on these two turnips. You have the same bit of music playing twice, and it goes into the psychedelic, you know, kind of thing. I knew I'd, I knew I'd heard the music before, and uh, it was very interesting. So if you play two Pictures of Matchstick Men, you, it will cancel it out, but pick something else, and it will give you this psychedelic kind of thing, because I'm old enough to remember psychedelia. I was never into it. It was all a bit druggy for me, and uh, we didn't do anything like that. The nearest we did was actually, we, we actually put flowers, I know it sounds a bit naff now, on the handlebars of our bikes, because the current hit was Scott McKenzie, if you're going to San Francisco, wear some flowers in your hair. And, um... You can't believe who this is, can you? I mean, if you've never heard this before, this is... Uh, a record. This, believe it or not, I think there's only one member of the group left now, isn't there? This is Status Quo with pictures of Matchstick Men. This is a studio version from 1968, which goes to prove if you can talk to the vocals, you've got a job on music. <laughs> Just hold me down. Never lose the knack, do you? But it's it was very interesting. But they all had these sort of haircuts. It was all very... It's it sort of it looked like a baseball helmet. I wanted that. I never. I was never lucky enough to have that. I was, at the, I was born in the wrong period. I was sort of a child in the 60s. So I, was, I wasn't doing this kind of stuff. But we did put flowers on our bicycle handlebars because we had the flower pot men, let's go to San Francisco, which we thought was really freaky. Scott McKenzie's, if you're going to San Francisco, wear some flowers in your hair. Because it was all hippies. All hippies. You used to see them wandering around, caftans, stoned out of their mind, most of them. You know, they'd all go and sit there and go, oh, the sun. And I'd go, mirror, mirror, here, look. And uh, it, was all, it was all good. Oh, phone's off as well now. That's all we need. It's dreadful, isn't it, this morning? It's just non-stop. Best song to phase. You see, I took, people in the business know what this phasing is because we did it years and years ago. And uh, apparently, Summer Breeze by the Isley Brothers ends up whooshing all over the place. <laughs> and it is. You just get two copies of it on record and you... 
and you play them at exactly the same time. But the, the effect you get is really quite, quite mysterious and wonderful. I love it. And uh, Dave Meister, he's slightly disturbing, slightly disturbing. I suspect he's, he's probably a one-man vigilante band. And he says, I need to find a turntable to play my five-star record. You've got all the uh, all the mad... Oh, God, with news time. Honestly, they're ridiculous, honestly. Honestly, just when you get into the programme, they go, we've got to take a quick break for the news. We need to find out what's going on today. Paul McCartney's gigging in the UK after three years away. Thomas Markle fears his daughter Meghan will never see him again. I don't know where they're getting this stuff from. The new breed of blood thinners slash the risk of side effects. And snoring can be a warning sign of dementia. Oh, and Scarlett Moffat split up from the boyfriend again. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Or three years off, or four years, Janet, if you were thinking... Oh, sorry, we're still back with Janet's reporter again. She's going off to have her knees done. And um, perhaps she'll come back. Perhaps she'll come back fired up. That's what I want to see. Because that's what the programme's supposed to be about. Otherwise, it's a bit sort of naff, really. Uh, Jake uh, is off to Frankfurt today. He's a pilot. Uh, He's going to teach trainee pilots in Frankfurt. He said, but we do get businessmen on the flight, talking loudly on mobiles and walking around with wireless headphones on like they're really living their teens. Do you know, I'd hate to be a businessman. I really would. I don't know how you've got to get up every morning, you've got to put a suit on, and you've got to go out there and you've got to sort of pitch for it or do so. It's like a state agent. I can spot a state agent in Twickenham now at 40 paces. They don't have to say anything. You just look at them and you go, you're an estate agent. Seriously, it's like funeral directors. I spot those as well, which is quite good. But uh, I'd like to see Denise Welsh back on Loose Women, along with Kay Adams. I think Kay was a bit out of her depth. She was a little bit too sort of... She'd sort of... She'd, she'd fronted other programmes, and she didn't have that warmth that you've got to have. You've got to have something that people latch on to. And uh, I don't think Kay... She, she's very professional, very, very good at what she does, but just didn't kind of work on that programme. Not for me, anyway. Um, Steve, back home or hair on hire. Dave, from the Small Faces, Itchy Cooper. I remember the Small Faces hair. It was really... Everybody had that hairstyle, though, didn't they? It's like, you know, you still see people wearing it now, people a little bit older. Uh, Water dispenser, uh, definitely not. So much work. I have a coffee dispenser. Yes, normal people call it a coffee machine, says Monica. No, it's a, it's a, a dispenser that dispenses hot waters. You can make coffee or... <coughs> Excuse me, or you can have uh, tea or anything. You just put your cup underneath it. It's got a tank at the back, and um, and it just dispenses hot water. It's brilliant. I love it. I had one before. It was a bit smaller, but this one's much much better. Talking about turntables, we live around the corner, hence me being known as Nanny Round the Bend for my daughter and her family. Grandson Charlie, who is now twenty, used to bring his friends round to look in amazement at our turntable. <laughs> Poor old Jan in Dunstable. Actually, the funny thing is it used to be quite posh, didn't it? You know, you had a turntable and people would say, Wharfdale was a very popular make. And they'd say, right, have a listen to this. And they and they put the needle onto the record. I mean, nowadays it's all it's CD players and DVDs and all the rest of it. But uh, the people like vinyl again. Yeah. But the trouble is, if you actually... As Aussie Boy got... To, yeah, but that, that's because he's poor. That's why he's got a turntable. He, he probably, you know, bought it off eBay or something like that. Very retro. You can have them, you plug into the computer and they sort of work it. But the trouble is, it's not the same as so, so having a discotheque set up, you know, the, the twin turntables, which we, we, I think I made our ones for our mobile DJ and we bought little speakers and it was all quite, until you suddenly realise you play in a hall and your little 100 watt speakers don't make any impact whatsoever. A friend of mine called Rick James, that was his DJ name, Rick James, and he had a couple of turntables, they'd, they'd seen better days. And two big orange speakers, the front of which is like rope. 
And he pumped out about 500 watts. Unbelievable. And it just wiped the floor with everybody else. And he was really good. He was really good. In fact, the, but he, was, he was so good that when we came up to London to audition to be DJs, I got the job and he didn't. Which was funny because he was sort of local hero and did everything else. And he was, he was really good. He was, I don't even know where he is now, what he does, but Rick James was the name that he, he went under. And he was, uh, he was very good. But it's this, you know, our, our stuff looked a bit pristine, a bit sort of, you know, like that. Uh, whereas his looked very, very rugged. But it always worked, actually. And um, is it true that Stephen Mulhern is having a break to film a new programme? I don't know. Stephen Mulhern seems to fit in everything. Seriously, I don't, I don't know where he gets his energy from. I don't know how he ends up with a home life. Because there's always something that he's doing. He's either doing this or he's doing that. Bearing in mind, you, you could, there's always ways round doing things. It'll all fit in. It'll all fit in. I, I shouldn't imagine Stephen would want to stop doing anything at all. Uh, because don't work, don't get paid. And so you have to do it. He's he's busy boy. And he's doing butlins as well at the same time. But he fits in all these things. He'll, he'll, he'll go down to a butlins for the weekend or so. You know, he's a very good magician. I mean, really, really very, very good magician. Even better than that. Even better. Uh, Steve, I bet Niall's never seen a turntable. He looks so young on his YouTube channel. Oh, is that the one from there? He's got a YouTube channel. Oh, that's the one who didn't know who I was. <laughs> that's right. I thought that was the funniest story ever. I, of course, was in deep depression. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yes, he did. And your name is Steve Allen. I said it like it was an embarrassment, really. I'm so sorry. I have to tell you who I am. Uh, front pages of the papers. Um, two more left in comas by deadly nerve agent. Uh, the poison, the spine, his daughter in the same city. How could it happen again? Well, obviously, quite easily. We weren't sure if it was something to do with drugs or... We don't, we don't really know, actually. We don't really know. It's, we've got to wait for some, some more uh, results to come out of it. Phil Vickery's up early this morning. He must be going off to do some cooking. He must be. What did I, I, was, I nearly had burgers yesterday and I didn't have burgers. That's something else which came with a, with a tin of beans, which was very unexciting, I'm afraid. Tom Daly cradling his newborn son, Robbie, in L.A. They don't know who the father is because they've, they've decided that's the best way they want to do it. Isn't it great? Honestly, here he is, 24, and uh, he stopped off with his husband, who is 44, and then they took him for a stroll in a pram. It looks the campest picture you've ever seen. Two butchy-type blokes walking down the road with a pram. I mean, honestly, it does not get any camper. But uh, it's very sweet, very sweet. And they, they've named him after his uh, father, Robert, who died of cancer. God, dear, that was a tragedy. I remember that. I think I was more affected than everybody else was at the time. But uh, well done to them. They're, they've got a nice picture at, uh, of uh, Tom when he was 18 months old. Look at him now, all grown-up boy. All grown-up boy. And uh, his mother, his mother, Debbie has joined him in Los Angeles to help share parenting duties. Yeah, because if you don't know anything about it, I mean, you need somebody to come and help you. And, uh, and hopefully that will, uh, that will see him through. Um, one in three nurseries on the knife edge with funding. Sweet corn health alert after listeria outbreak kills nine. What? I like sweet corn. I haven't had any sweet corn for a while. And this is frozen sweet corn. There's been nine deaths from listeria. The contamination has been traced to a food plant in Hungary, which is known to have had problems since 2016. Oh, my goodness me. A recall of several... Oh, eight, these were British cases, people who died. These were British... Well, they've kept this one a bit quiet, haven't they? A bit quiet. But uh, the health alert will raise questions over the effectiveness of UK and European food safety systems. Well, where's it being sold? 
Goodness sake, apparently frozen corn, peas, beans, spinach and sorrel. Oh, dear. Actually, the funny thing is, I don't tend to use frozen sweet corn. I use it in the little tins. Ho, ho, ho. Green giant. That one. Uh, Phil is off to the States. Oh, wow. That sounds quite nice. That sounds quite nice. A little, a little trip abroad is always a good thing. Always a good thing to get in. <laughs> Actually, in this weather, I'm not sure whether or not I'd want to go anywhere that was hot. I can't, I can't cope with the heat at the moment. I'm so much happier in, inside. So much happier inside when I don't have to sort of worry about, you know, going out there and, and sort of burning myself to pieces, but, uh, which I have done on frequent occasions. But uh, a friend of mine uh, caught, got caught out in the, uh, the sun the other day and um, it's, rest assured I'll be listening. He's gonna be, Phil's going to be listening. I think so too. I should be nice. It'll be very nice. Actually, I've got loads of my friends who are abroad at the moment. We've got a Scottish boy who's off to, not boot camp, but kids camp in America, where I don't know what he does. We're not too sure about that one. And then you've got, uh, you've got Aussie boy and, uh, and Dave, who've gone off to Miami. Not heard from them for ages. I mean, are they back this weekend, are they? How long have they been away then? A week? <coughs> or two weeks? Oh, very lax with the photographs, very disappointed, but mind. You can't expect people to follow up on things. You know, they say, oh, I'll send you photographs, and then they never get round to it. And uh, Steve, uh, other people have a hot water dispenser. It's called a kettle, says Barry. You know people have too much money when they spend it on a necessary item. I didn't pay for it. Shh. Don't say anything. Free, free. Uh, another one here. The listening spectrum on your programme must be a true, true reflection of discerning Britain. It should be knighted by the Queen for services to entertainment. Yes. Maybe you get to keep the sword and wave it about to taunt Beckham. You haven't got a knighthood. You haven't got a knighthood. Because you used a rude word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what he's like. He just gets a bit, uh, a bit sort of, a uh, bit, uh, bit angry about things. Uh, front page of the Daily Star. Love Island's Megan, my big secret. I think we've all seen it, darling. And she's, she's after one of the blokes in there. Uh, the trouble is, what he doesn't know is, when he gets out, he's going to have to pay for it. Okay, she charges. Uh, she charges. I could eat a bacon sandwich right now, says Phil. I had one yesterday. I got off the train and I went to Greg's. Don't hold it against me. And and I said, can I have a bacon sandwich, please? And she said, would you like butter? And I said, yes, please. And she said, um, would you like it with a drink? I said, no, thank you. She said, would you like it with any tomato ketchup? I said, no, thank you. She said, would you like any daddy's sauce? Said, no, thank you. So she said, just, just one. I thought, I'll have two. And so I had two. And it was about £3 something, and I stood at the bus stop in full view of everybody in Richmond eating a bacon roll. <laughs> I didn't care. I said, Seriously, they could have arrested me. I couldn't have cared less. You know, and you could see everybody looking, going, oh, I bet that tastes really... And also, the bacon, that had, it had just come out of the oven. So it was lovely and hot, and the butter had melted in. And I nearly had it with ketchup, but you don't want to go so like that, and it squirts all down the front, so I'm not going to risk it. But uh, I had that the other day. It was just delicious. Absolutely delicious. And a bacon sandwich. And bits of the bacon were crispy. Got to do it again today. Got to do it again today. I think it's much better. Uh, apparently, Vanessa Felt says her first kiss was with uh, Pete Tong. He was 11, apparently. I rest my case. And uh, Paddy McGuinness is the latest celebrity to take on the bizarre trend of manscaping. He's taming his body and facial hair. Oh, dear. How tacky. But uh, why do people want to tell you things like that? I swear to God, it's ever since he's been with that wife of his that he's gone a bit downhill. Uh, two Brazilian supermodels. Uh, this is... Uh, Adriana Lima and Alexander Ambrosio 
They're not supermodels at all. They're Victoria's Secret models. They take their cl- they, they they take clothes off for money. That's what they do. They're not supermodels. Supermodels remain clothed and do classy catwalks and photos. These these people don't. They just do lingerie. Victoria's Secret. It's page three. That's all it is. Just exactly the same sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, England's super stopper Pickford simply jawsome. Who is he? Is that a play on his name or something? His name's Jordan. Oh, his name's Jordan. Is it really? Oh, right. Because I've got a picture here of his uh, his girlfriend. She's called Megan. Megan's got bleached hair and a lot of it. And uh, looks like she probably wants to be model or something like that. So that's nice. Uh, Saucy TV Minx. This is Megan Barton Hansen. Apparently, if you get your kit off and start playing with yourself on camera, that makes you a saucy minx, ladies and gentlemen. As opposed to the one word you're all thinking of, which is the same word I was thinking of. Uh, George's fatty going out for cash in a pair of shorts. Some people shouldn't wear them. I don't want to be rude about it. I'm one of them. And um, and they say his cigarette looks fairly suspicious. Looks like a cigarette to me. Oh, are they oh they think it's a sploff, don't they? That's what they think. That's what they're they're insinuating. But he he took some money out of the bank. Well, he was given money. Why shouldn't he take? What's the problem with people? He, he wants to take money. I took money out of the bank. I didn't get it, but I took it out of the bank. And uh, Britain's risk a £1,000 fine to keep the grass green. Because in certain parts of the country, they've... De- oh, look, Rita Aura. Uh, they've decided to do a hosepipe ban. And uh, so far, not with us yet. So as long as we go easy, just don't go mad. Don't go mad. Go and buy water. Go and buy water and do that or freeze it or something. Why every day do you get a picture of dreary old Rita Aura? What a bore. God, blimey. Mind you, at least it's not that other one, Talia Storm, the one who apparently is in the music business. Ha, 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 ha. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday. 5th of July. Racing through, isn't it? And uh, Rob says, <coughs> excuse me, water dispenser, coffee dispenser, soap dispenser, toilet dispenser, tenor ladies dispenser. Some of your listeners need to get a life. More money than cents. Uh, he's in Doncaster. Well, Hatfield. He says, I enjoy the programme. That's good. I can't. I've, I've got an automatic soap dispenser in the bathroom and I've got the hot water. I don't think I've got anything else that sort of is a what I call a labour saving device. But I am taken by these things. I've seen people who have things that can um, um, core and do something with a pineapple. You just put it in and you turn the handle and it takes the thing off the outside and then sort of slices it. And that looks quite nice, but I don't eat pineapple. So very cheap at Paul Cooper's at the moment. 50p a pineapple. That's cheap, isn't it? If you can, I don't know. Can you use them for smoothies? Probably can actually. Does it not curdle anything? I don't, know. I don't really know what you'd put with a pineapple. I'll have to check with somebody who knows about these sort of things. Uh, Led Zeppelin getting back together, and she's Clive. Oh, sorry, I've just realised who was singing it. That was a Rolf Harris thing, wasn't it? He did Stairway to Heaven with his wobble board. Phew, dear me, that was a bit close. But uh, they want to get back together, even though they must be practically banging on the uh, the door to heaven. Oh, that would have been knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door, which was a completely different artist. But it all links in, if you see. And, uh, Steve, regarding the sweet corn, I stick to well-known brands, which are British-grown. It's the cheaper brands, which I avoid, which show no country of origin. Well, I think as long as you stay away from froze, you should be all right. Because some of it's packaged in this country. And uh, Sandy says, I just finished my bag of frozen sweet corn last week. Thank God I'm still here. Regards to father of Tom Daly's new baby. Couldn't they mix the two sperms together before implanting? I don't know. I try not to get involved with things like that at all. I just know there's a nice picture in the uh, in the paper. And uh, Miriam says, uh, I knew once Denise returned to Loose Women, Carol McGiff would be back. Funny, both complained about being left out of the past presenter stroke memories of being aired since 1999. Uh, thank God the Thai boys have been found. Yeah, well, they're not out yet. They're a long way from safety, let me tell you. 
You know, for anybody who thinks all they've got to do is just learn to swim and scuba dive and they're home free, forget it. It's far more complicated than that. Far more. They're three kilometres, two to three kilometres underground in a cave system which is about to flood seriously. You can imagine. You can hear the water before they, they were found by the rescuers, but you can't see it. You don't know how fast it's flowing because it's pitch black in there. There's no, you know, flick a switch and have a look and see what it looks like. You'd be frightened out of your life. I'd be sitting on a shelf. I'd definitely be sitting on a shelf. I mean, they might have to what? Swim for three hours. I mean, that's how... And they currently can't swim. That's like me. You know, they say, oh, by the way, you have to swim from here to, to France. You go, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. They can't swim. At least I'm roughly OK at swimming. Not sure I could swim for three hours, though. And I would, I would consider myself fairly, fairly good if I was going to put myself down for swimming. But, uh, you know, they might be too frightened. Some of these little boys are 11. They're 11. I mean, it's just, you know... Oof. Listen, if they all come out alive... It's uh, it's going to be the miracle of all miracles. Sanjay from Croydon is going on holiday Germany tomorrow for 10 days. And I've just found out that Cologne Pride is on this weekend. Follow my Munich Pride the week after. Touring around in between. Love that country since my forces days. Well, there you go. Cologne. I don't think I've ever been to Cologne, but it used to feature on two-way family favourites, which was a programme that used to run years ago. They'd go, hello, Jean in Cologne. And Jean would go, hello, London. And they'd have uh, Sapper, Steve Allen, would like to send a message to his other half, Brian. <laughs> you know, and he used to get this two-way family favourite. So I used to imagine them sort of sitting in opposing countries, waiting to do a list. And let's do a big shout-out now to Flight Lieutenant. <laughs> so it would go on. And then they'd, they'd pick a piece of music. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. So that's every time I think about Cologne, I think of that. Uh, Steve, don't listen to the Northerners. They still have outside loos. I don't mind an outside loo. I flew on a plane once which had an outside loo. My God, you took your life in your hands. Uh, my anniversary yesterday, 4th of July, nine years married, says Sandy. I know. And Phil says, it's going quick this year. I've ordered some Christmas cards and lights. Never too early. Oh, no, it's never too early. I don't find any, any disagreement with me on ordering lights and things. And I've just, honestly, I had to be reminded yesterday. It's my eldest uh, goddaughter's birthday. So, as usual, Uncle Steve has to quickly find a card, write happy birthday and lots of love, Steve, and then stick some money inside it, and that's going in the post later. So that'll be quite good, isn't it? I think we're sort of getting there slowly but surely. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Alexandra Burke, wearing a very racy, um, split-up-the-side kind of dress. Nicole Scherzinger on holiday in Mykonos with, um, with a photographer to take a picture of her on the beach. Nobody looks like... this. Is, these are staged pictures... Oh, it is. It's a shoot. Oh, there you go. I never, I never don't know what she actually does now. Really not too, uh, too sort of particularly bothered. Coronation Street story. This is Brooke Vincent flashing a hint of her abs. She's joining uh, Mamma Mia Manchester launch. I like Mamma. I don't think she's in it. I think she just sort of went along there. Um, and, you know, seems quite happy, doesn't she, I suppose? I suppose. Lots of uh, Tom Daly pictures. Uh, also, Stephanie Davis, I mentioned earlier on. Oh, um, I must do this... Um, Maya James igniting uh, ire again. As historic tweets emerge of her mocking rape <coughs> and the disabled, as well as using a gay slur months after we had the other controversy. And uh, these are tweets made between 20... Uh, do people keep these things? Between 2012 and 2013. Are they able to be kept, Dennis? But you can find them in... Oh, right, you can find old ones. But uh, the 23-year-old is seen making jokes about rape and the disabled. 
She also mocked dark-skinned women, who she issued two apologies to back in uh, April, after another historic tweet was uncovered of her deriding them. Uh, one Twitter user brought attention to a number of the tweets sharing screenshots whilst writing, Guys at BBC, I'm not paying £150 TV licence for somewhere like Maya Jama to make rape jokes and disrespect my black queens. This is unacceptable. I'm on the verge of tears. Yeah, she's obviously not the brightest penny. And um, one here, life of a disabled in London is a boring life. Hashtag homebound. That was one of her uh, tweets. I mean, if they are all hers, it's uh, really not not good enough. I suppose you could argue it was a few few years ago, but I don't uh, I don't really accept that as an excuse nowadays. Uh, just for the news at half past, Mark Wright uh, flouting the safety rules. He was riding an electric scooter. Oh dear, obviously no money over there, has he really? Uh, on the dangerous LA road, these are scooters you hire. They cost a dollar to unlock, fifteen cents a minute. They're after a cap of $100 for 24 hours. You can get up to 15 miles an hour. They're blooming dangerous, I'm telling you. And uh, he, two hours before driving this one, he was pictured with a giant cocktail. I mean, he might not have drunk it. You'd hope he wouldn't be that stupid. And so he put his uh, vanity ahead of safety. Well, you know, he could be the loser in this one. He could be the loser because he didn't even have a crash helmet on. And that is way too dangerous. Uh, Love Island Ellie Jones begged... Ex-Jack for sex the day before he entered the villa. Dear. I don't like the idea. It's always a bit sad when somebody begs somebody for sex. Uh, here's a picture of Vicky Patterson, the former Geordie Shaw. So I didn't know she was still around. I thought that career washed up ages ago. But uh, she was celebrating England beating Colombia, like she knows what it is. Uh, Hayley Hughes. Who is Hayley Hughes? That uh, former star of the show. I've never even heard of her. Have you heard of her, ladies and gentlemen? No. Hayley Hughes. She went out early on. She jumped to the defence of producers. When you go in, you get pre-warned and it's part of the show. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. But the trouble is, she looks like she's about ready to get him out for the boys. Uh, Hayley Hughes and Charlie Frederick share a hug and a kiss. They went to Thorpe Park. Oh, dear. Thorpe Park will let anybody in nowadays. Sorry, who are you, darling? Oh, you used to be in Love Island. Oh, dear. And uh, Charlie Frederick. He looks slightly camp, but there you go. So, so glad I wasn't at Thorpe Park. Don't forget, though, it is. I'm pretty certain... I'm pretty certain tonight is the night that Elton John is going to be going to see 42nd Street. He'll love it. He'll love it. Love it, love it, love it. Such a good show. Uh, Katie Price, rumours are circulating that she's put out, that she's set to uh, marry Chris Boyson to be her fourth husband. Take her for everything you can get, Chris, um, because believe you me, you will be dropped after a while. She'll have lost interest. Once once we've gone through the charade of, you know, she likes putting on a wedding dress and having a bit of a picture taken, and then you sell it to OK Magazine, but you won't get diddly squat out of it because it's her wedding. Uh, that'll be it. You're just there as a little bit of cannon fodder. So I feel a little bit sorry for you, but there again, you are desperate to be famous, are you not? That's what the papers call you, a Z-list wannabe, but, uh, you know, to marry her. The kids must be going, who's this one? Who's this one? When's her father coming back? He's not. Uh, how did the cash machine bank thing turn out? Just waiting for the money to be returned. And does the tea and coffee taste different using the water dispenser, the kettle? No, it's just boiling water. It's just boiling, it's just boiling water. It just comes out boiling hot. So I just have to wait for the kettle. And I've had various kettles over the years. So this this one, you just sort of, you just push the button and, you know, within one second, it starts dispensing hot water. It's much easier waiting for the kettle because the kettle, you walk out, you come back. Oh, I can't be bothered with it. Way too tedious. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I just realised, actually, good morning if you just joined us, that uh, Hayley Hughes and Charlie Frederick were the two who didn't want to sit together because they were so... 
uh, un, uh, incompatible. And so here they are with the photographer at Thorpe Park. It's all set up, isn't it, really? It's just a load of old codswallop, really. Uh, Fashionista, Trini Woodall, I didn't even know she was still going, says she meditates at the wheel of her mini while being told to close her eyes. Slightly disturbing. Uh, she admits she puts her life on the line when driving to London whilst listening to relaxation recordings. Are you mad? Well, actually, yes, we don't, we don't need to there. And uh, she spoke about her meditations guru, Sanjay, during a Q&A event in London. And so she meditates while she's in the, uh, in the car. That's a bit worrying, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't advise anybody else to start driving along. Uh, Trini who is uh, JT, uh, jating, is dating advertising supremo Charles Saatchi, uh, made her name on the show What Not to Wear with Susanna Constantine. Uh, then she had a cocaine addiction that put her £18,000 in debt in her 20s. Now she's become something of a recluse. Well, she can't shut her up. What are you talking about, recluse? That's not reclusive. It's terrible. Just non-stop chatter, chatter, chatter. Oh, I've pushed the wrong thing on the blooming computer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Push the button and back it comes again. Um, Steve, the trapped lads, the rescue weight. Why can't they just get them out? Because they can't. Because so somebody said to me yesterday, couldn't they just sort of take a boat in there and all climb into it? No, because it's you're going through little tiny gaps. I mean, literally, this is a cave system. It's not a sort of ride at Disney. This is serious. This is absolutely serious. <clears throat> sometimes the water will flood into caves and there's only a little gap for it to get out and that's what people have to squeeze through. So for me and the producer, no chance. We wouldn't go cave it. Far too dangerous. Far too dangerous. So we wouldn't even think about things like that. But the gaps that these people get through to take them into the next... So they might be in a big cave at the moment-ish, but they've probably had to crawl through a little tiny thing to get there. And that's what cavers do. So very dangerous. Dallas says, when you watch England playing, do you sit on the settee in your England kit? England playing. England playing what? They're not still playing something, are they? Is that hopscotch or something? Can't can't imagine it'd be anything remotely interesting. Steve for Led Zeppelin. Is it a Stanister lift to heaven? <clears throat> Might as well be. I like them. I like them. We like we like uh, we like the group. We really do. <coughs> Jenny says the Hungarian sweet corn contamination reminds me of another years ago corned beef contaminated during dodgy water, imported, which caused uh, an outbreak. Grocers were often asked for a tin of typhoid. Yeah, see, I love, we were talking about corned beef the other day. I love corned beef hash. It's one of my favourite things. <laughs> really one of my favourite things. Uh, Steve, apparently pineapple and watermelon juice is a favourite in Oz. Maybe give it a try. Oh, I don't know. Thank you, John, in Sydney. Pineapple, yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I'm sure there's something I'm not supposed to be having with pineapple juice, and I can't think what it is. Oh, look, there's somebody just serving a soft ice cream on the television. Something nice about having an ice cream. They make a fortune. They really do. Don't, you won't ever find a poor ice cream man. But it's that sort of thing, you know, you, you, you'd hear... You'd be sitting watching television or doing something, and you'd hear the tinkly, tinkly of his little tunes. you go, Mum, 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 you got some money. What for? What for? The ice cream man's here. Quick, quick, quick. Well, you know, what, what, what sort of ice cream do you want? Mum, he's going to drive off. Because he sits there for a minute, plays, plays the tune twice. If nobody comes out, he drives off. You have to chase him down the road. Come back. I want an ice cream with a flake in it. Crushed nuts. I'll smack you in the, you know. And um, so eventually you get your ice cream. You take it back and then it's dripped all over your hand. Your mother goes, you happy now? You go, yes, thank you. Even though it's made a mess all over the place. The dog benefits better than you do. Uh, more about football. There's pages and pages on football. I mean, seriously. Pages. 
Uh, also, uh, don't get sniffy Diego. It's in Diego Maradona. Cheat labels victory as theft. All praised. Uh, Al, Al praise for rant at Columbia. So it goes on. The Poisoned Couple. This is an odd one, isn't it? I mean, you can't understand this one at all. The um, the Kill Quiz Nurse was at Rue Tot Hospital. And um, Boy of 16, the latest victim of Britain's knife crime epidemic, found wounded on a street, taken to hospital, died just three hours later. Not very long, is it? Where's the sniffle gone? But It's still here, believe you me. Now I've developed the cough, friend of mine. I've developed the cough, which I've had before. I think it's an occupational hazard for radio presenters. <clears throat> when I woke up this morning, it wasn't... The voice wasn't really there. By the time we'd had two cups of coffee, some milk and some water, we were kind of getting there. I know you're not supposed to have dairy, but I find it a little bit difficult not to. And so this morning we're just surviving on tea and bottles of water. Mm. Which is lovely, but the, the sniffly thing kind of went. And now I'm stuck with the cough. But I just spoke to one of my fellow presenters, and she was saying the same thing. I said, oh, it's so annoying. A summer cold. But I'm not cold. I'm not shivery or anything like that. I'm just sort of, you know, well, I'm working, for goodness sake. You have to, don't you? Uh, another one says, yet another article in the gormless one. Brooklyn Beckham in the Daily Mail clutching at his vintage camera again. Some village is missing its idiot. What a repugnant little dog. You don't like him, do you? I, don't, I didn't find him in the, uh, in the Daily Mail. Are you sure he's in the Daily Mail in my newspaper? Because I did go through the paper and I'm, I'm normally quite good at finding... Sorry? Oh, the print ones. Oh, it's in... Oh, I know. But it's, it's not actually in the newspaper, is it? No, that's what I thought. No, it, it's only on the on the website. Have I got it? Right. Oh, right, OK. So we've got Hayley Hughes and Charlie Watts, a little bit, uh, little bit uh, fake, so we don't bother with that. Vicky Patterson, we don't care about. Kate Wright, struggling to get through her workout. Nobody cares about her either. I just wish you'd disappear, dear. Stop sending... And then Jessica Wright. God, I thought she'd finished years ago. Apparently she was uh, on a trip to Ibiza. She's 32 now. God, you're getting a bit old to be going on all days by yourself, love, aren't you? Crikey. Uh, Danielle Armstrong was soaking up the sun in Miami. It's all people on all... Post picture, Danielle. Nobody stands there with your stomach held in because you're holding it in. We can see. Uh, Mark Wright being an idiot. Maya Jama. Not looking promising there, is it? Nicole Scherzinger uh, larking around on a shoot-in. That's all it is now. Janet Street Porter taking three years off. Sorry, that was me thinking out of the box. It's about two weeks. She's having a knee done. Uh, Alexandra Burke. A little bit too much flesh there, Alexandra. Thought I'd tell you that now. You know, Aidan Turner dressing down. Uh, this is the uh, the lieutenant of Inishmore. And this is why all the ladies are standing outside the uh, stage door. Going, we love you, we love you, we love you. Uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, proudly cozying up to his stunning wife, who is called Charlotte. Why do we know Tom Hardy? What's, what do we know about... Is he, is he very famous for something? I know I've, yeah, I know he's an actor and I've heard the name, but I just don't know what he's famous for. I don't know. But anyway, I'm sure he's wonderful. Uh, Richard Hammond, sliding down a mountain on his bottom. Jeremy Kyle, enjoying a, a low-key stroll. Well, that would be his age. He wouldn't be anything up, up barking, would he? He has to walk very slowly. He's, he has a frame now and everything else. I think they fitted casters to his feet. He's with his fiancée. who's called Vic Burton. And... Uh, She's let herself go. And um, she's 36. Kylie Minogue is engaged. Engaged now, apparently. She didn't waste any time at all, which sounds to me... The trouble is she's wearing... She's 50, but she's dressing too old. You know, she, apparently she's 50. I know. Who would have believed it? Nobody tells you anything nowadays, do they? 50. Tom Hardy is going to be the next Bond, a friend of mine says. Do you think so? I thought I was up for it. 
Why can't I be the next Bond? All you have to do is just have to learn, well, quite frankly, Miss Moneypenny, uh, I think I'll have it shaken, not stirred. And that, that, could, that I don't need to do anything else. Do I? I just have to go, pew, 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 shoot a few, few baddies and cling to a cable car, and that should just about do it. So he's going to be the new one. I thought we've already got the other one. We've got another film to go, haven't we? With one more with Daniel Craig, who's going to earn about, apparently, 50 million. I wish my parents... Honestly, I really need to have a word with my parents, but unfortunately, they're not here. It's not, not possible. You know, why didn't they send me to drama school? Why am I having to be a radio presenter? I could have been an actor. Wait a minute. Radio is acting. So I've got the best of both worlds. Kelly, Kelly Osborne, I mentioned earlier on with Dougie Pointer, they went to a Gay Times dinner. I keep asking, I'm sorry, are they gay? What are they doing there? Or are they sympathetic to gay people? I just don't, I don't understand what the point of it is. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me at all. But there you go, I don't understand anything. Uh, Tom Daly and Dustin. You know Dustin can't go to um, uh, Russia because um, he's been involved with um, street marches and things like that. Having to do with being gay. Why? And uh, so he, he can't go there. Tom Daly, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, the baby's about the same size as he is. Never seen anything like it, but they've, <coughs> they've got their, their pram. At least in America, they can, uh, you know, be relatively obscure because there's not too many people who would sort of spot them on the street. Stephanie Davis sending secret messages to Jeremy McConnell. Ghastly pair, ghastly pair. Scarlett Moffat, boring. Uh, Scarlett Moffat, again, boring. And, uh, and the Beckhams. The Beckhams are fantastic. They're celebrating their 19th wedding anniversary. They've been together for two years, but they're celebrating 19. And uh, they're having an intimate romantic dinner. Uh, we know this because somebody's taken a picture for them. And then they've, uh, they've tweeted it. So that's lovely, isn't it? Victoria, who's not there with her big glasses on. And, uh, and Dave doing his eh, kind of sort of creepy little face. Uh, but Dave also competed in the dad's beanbag race at Harper's Sports Day. Harper's got her own school and uh, she owns it because she's got a pony. And, uh, and they've got uh, lots of pictures of Dave because they're, they're such a family together, aren't they? They really are. Meanwhile, Brooklyn shows off his tattoo collection as he goes shirtless whilst posing in a towel for a bathroom selfie. Oh, dear. He's a bit unfit, isn't he? I mean, to be honest with you, that's what you call flabby boy's body with, uh, with bad hair. Unsort of shaven and all these tattoos. What do you look like? Oh, well, I'm sure your parents are proud of you. Uh, Romeo Beckham, meanwhile, I think they have dressing up outfits. Brooklyn's got the undressing outfit. Romeo looks like a professional tennis player. No, he doesn't. He looks like Romeo Beckham with a thing round his neck, which obviously means that he's, he's free, I should imagine. Free be at Wimbledon. And so he's wearing white sportswear because apparently his mother's had a tennis court built. So, in fact, it's very exciting, isn't it, really? Because you have a tennis court built because he expresses an interest in tennis. Could be a champion player, not in my lifetime. And, uh, and Harper's going to be riding, you know, in uh, horse racing. So that's nice. So, you know, so they bought her a pony. Can't wait to see what the other one's coming up with, can you? <laughs> That'll be very exciting. Uh, Rebecca Vardy's very tiring party. Jamie's wife said she was covered in beer. Why don't you just go away, dear? Do us all a favour. We're all bored witless with you. All bored witless. But anyway, I'm sure your life is very exciting. Be nice to see the kids back at school, though. Not that it's my business. You know, if you choose to take kids out of school, you know. Uh, also, our heroes, England's wags and their children, first congratulate the three Lions players. Do you think any of the children have got the faintest idea what they do? Of course they don't. That'd be so stupid. Like the other day, Prince William said, I'm speaking on behalf of the whole country when we say we're right behind you. Don't speak for me. I wasn't right behind the football team. I didn't care. 
And also um, Darren. He, d- he doesn't like football either. Howard Donald. I can't read this one out. Howard Donald has promised to shave a bit of his body. It comes in twos. Live on Instagram, if England reach the World Cup semi-finals. Oh, please don't reach the semi-finals. So what an odd thing to say. What an odd thing. So he, he said he'll, he'll shave them live. Wow. That's, that's if we do get... Oh, God. Sorry. Of course, it's a very old picture they've actually got of the boys uh, from Take That. Gary Barlow uh, with sort of spiky blonde hair and uh, all the other ones. But now, who is this one here? Howard Donald. Uh, well, the father of two, he wrote to fans, woke up at 6.30. I'm working on an exciting series for At Channel 4. Nothing to do with the SAS, is it, or something like that? Is that where you have to pretend that you're sort of a celebrity? What are they saying? No, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm just always, always curious. Uh, Michelle Keegan shows off her football skills on the set of uh, Our Girl. Is anybody watching it? Or is it just overhyped by the BBC again? Uh, as Mark Wright's father uh, sends fans into a spin with a cryptic you-know-we-know know post. So we were all saying the other day, oh, do you think she's pregnant? Pfft, like we care. Like we care. He lives in America. She hangs around over here. That's just, you know, There's nothing else you can say about it. So Tom Hardy is going to be the new Bond. Are we putting money on that? I mean, is it guaranteed he's going to be the new Bond, or is it worth a bet? There's a good. What do you mean there's a good? Yeah, but a good chance isn't isn't enough, producer. We just need a little bit, um, a little bit more. What sort of odds are they offering on Tom Hardy being? Uh, have a quick think, quick quick check on uh, whether or not we can uh, get a a rate on how much they're offering as Tom Hardy. Producer knows about this. Uh, meanwhile, Olivia Atwood blasts delusional Love Island reject Charlie Frederick for saying she flirted with him. Don't worry, Olivia, darling. Doesn't matter to you because uh, he's already out being photographed in Thorpe Park. Nothing to do with you. And she claims the model is harassing her. Oh, he's a model, is he? Oh, well, that explains it. But uh, unlike you, who isn't a model. But uh, they say the 27-year-old reality starlet. No, unfortunately, he's with somebody else now, love. You've been, you've been dropped. Been dropped completely. What are we offering? 12 to 5. 12 to 5 we're offering you at the moment for Tom Hardy. Second favourite after James Norton. Still no mention of Steve Allen. We noticed that. Seriously. Mad, isn't it? I could have been in there. I could have done it. Uh, Back to Love Island. Ellie Jones begged ex-Jack for sex a day before he entered the villa as friend reveals her secret plot to win him back. Well, you know, I don't know. Do we really care, actually? Poor little soul. Uh, Jack uh, has got a new partner, Danny. Uh, Danny's Danny Dyer. She's... We just know is the crying one, OK? The crying one who can't actually do anything. But she's got a part in a great film, which apparently covers everything. All the diversities. Uh, Niall is uh, writing an autobiography after quitting the show due to Asperger's syndrome. Of course you are, sweet cheeks. Of course you are. I mean, sure, it's very exciting, but not exactly going to set the world on fire, is it? I think, I think your time is up. I think you need to get yourself a proper job, stop faffing around and uh, go into a day's work. A bit like Katie Price, who is now, once she's mindset, she'll go down that route. So now she wants to get divorced so she can get married again to Chris Boyson. Chris with a K. That's the jab spelling. And uh, apparently advertising a slimming product and how it's helping her banish her naughty cravings. The glamour model. She hasn't glamour model for donkey years. Uh, shimmied for the boomerang, which she added to her Instagram page. That's amazing, actually. But sorry, it's no good slimming down, dear. It's what, what have you done with the face? That's the thing that people should be worried about, you know. And we are all worried about it, believe you me. But as I say, she'll be getting married. So this will be marriage number four. You know, you have to ask yourself the question, just how delusional is she? 
Apparently the third Beckham boy, Cruz, says Ron, wants to be a singer just like his mother was. Oh, isn't that nice? She's a role model for him. Which one do you think's get? Oh, no, doesn't matter. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Uh, Trini Woodall, a complete moron. I don't care if she injured herself drinking with her eyes shut, but how irresponsible not to consider the safety of other road users. I don't think she's really doing it, darling. She can't be. You can't, you can't sit there with your eyes closed meditating. That's like this morning when I woke up, I sort of, I lay there and I thought, oh, I could just go back to that. I could just do a sleep through. Because this weather's making me really drowsy. It really does make me drowsy. I'm, I'm enjoying my sleeping at the moment, believe you me. Steve, do we know what the children and their coach were doing in the cave without a tour guide? I have no idea. Not a clue. And Bernie says, read the ice cream vans. A friend of mine, her mum used to tell her that the ice cream vans played a tune to say that they'd run out of ice cream. So if you heard the tune, that means they didn't have any more ice cream left. <laughs> Uh, and Dave says, aren't you proud the three lions roared against Colombia? If not, you're unpatriotic. Pfft, three lions. <laughs> not even a pride, is it? Goodness sake. Really dreadful. My son was at school with Robert Plant's daughter, Carmen, and John Bonham's son, Jason. Uh, Robert is a lovely black country man, says Pat. I think one of the best bands ever, to be honest with you. I mean, I really do think they're one of the best bands ever. They were, what I, you know, I mean, I heard them years ago. Uh, because I did. They can't reform because of... Bonzo, but they did it before in 2006. No Zep without Bonzo, I'm afraid. Also, they ignored uh, J.P. Jumple Jones for years. Well, they're, they're looking to get back together. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? They're looking to get back together. Will it work? I don't know. Kylie's first album came out 30 years ago yesterday, says Martin. I feel so old. But Martin, you are so old. And uh, watch Dale, says Sandra, over the last few days. The way he took time to speak to people and take photos, and when he was watching the fireworks at Disney in awe and spoke to that lovely little boy, brought a lump to my throat. You were very lucky to have known him. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Of course, you're always lucky to know people. Always lucky to know people. Uh, I know you love your milk, but your cough may be due to the milk, says Carol. Check it out with your GP. Oh, I get this every year. I'm a radio presenter. We always get some some throat failure. (laughs) Where have all the parakeets come from? No idea. God. I think. Uh, and uh, so far I've managed to miss every second of the boring football. How is it a footballer trips at two miles an hour and he's at death's door? Rugby players go off, have stitches and come back to play. Motorcycle racers fall off at 150 miles an hour and walk back to the pit lane, says Andy. Oh, I don't know. Footballers are precious. They're pre- they have to, they have to, uh, they've got a lot of expense going on if you're a footballer. You've got to buy hair colouring for the girlfriend. She's got to have a boob job. That makes it. And she's also got to tell everybody she's model. You know, whereas Rebecca Vardy actually mercifully doesn't tell people she's a model because she quite clearly isn't. Uh, normal people do not mainline caffeine. Choosing a correct jar, not chocolate or overdine. Putting it in a correct mug. Putting kettle on filled with water, not empty, says Monica. And similar activities are definitely too complicated. With a correct coffee machine, I need to press one button. That's all I do. I just push one button. I should tell a lie, I push two. One to give me the uh, amount of uh, water and then two to set the thing off and that's it. And it's, which it's lovely. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's 60 quid, I think. Uh, have you seen Katie Price's hips? I haven't seen anything on Katie Price for years. I'm not, I'm, seriously, I'm not remotely bothered. I just feel sorry for her because now she's got this mindset. Already she'll be instructing people. OK, see, see how much OK are paying for my next wedding. Because that's all it is now. It becomes the joke, really. Then she'll get pregnant. Then she'll get rid of him. 
That's what she's done every other time. Then she'll badmouth him. Having told you he's the best thing since sliced bread, she said that about every one of the other ones. She's just vile. Okay, that's all you have to accept. So if she's going to be on Loose Women today and Carol McGiffin's going to be there, expect fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Unless Carol's going to bluff it and try and pretend she likes her. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, yes, did you read that? This was an odd one. This was a bizarre story. This is a widow called Anna May Blessing. She's 92. She thought that her son, Thomas, was planning to put her into care because she'd become difficult to live with. So she killed him. She shot him. Blessing shot Thomas twice in Fountain Hills, Arizona, with one of two pistols she's hidden inside her robe. She then allegedly aimed the gun at his girlfriend, but she wrestled it free. Blessing went for her other weapon, but was it was knocked out of her hand, and she then simply sat in a chair and waited for the police to arrive. As she was arrested, she said, you ended my life, so I'm taking yours. She's due in court this uh, this Tuesday. So I don't know if that's coming Tuesday. She was charged with first-degree murder, aggravated assault and kidnapping. She thought he was going to put her in a home, and so she killed him. <laughs> Only in America, as they say. Still trying to get over why why they faffed around with somebody on the Statue of Liberty. Puts, puts a ladder up. and climbed. Didn't somebody go, what's she doing with the ladder? Get the ladder off. So she's climbed there and she was doing her little protest. And I said earlier on, why would you waste three hours? Just leave her there. Let her stay there. Stay there as long as you like, darling. But I tell you what, we'll make it more interesting. We're going to take the ladder away. OK, you get down when you feel like it. It's like the people who climb around Trafalgar Square onto Landseer's Lions. Especially in the early hours of the morning. They've all had a few sherbets or it's, perhaps it's a touristy kind of thing. And they... Um, and, and, and they climb, and I always think, oh, I couldn't get, I feel ill anyway, just watching it. It's far too dangerous, far too dangerous to go and climb about things. But if you want to climb up something, so, you know, she goes up, the, take the ladder away, leave her there. Don't actually waste time. There's far better things that people uh, need to do. Um, a friend of mine saw Led Zeppelin in 2006. Jason Bonham, uh, Bonzo's son, played the drums. It was like he was channeling his dad through him. The best gig I've ever seen. We were all convinced then it was the first gig of the New World Tour as he worked. Uh, they must uh, all the work put into rehearsing must have been epic. Turned out to be an amazing one-off. If they do it, do this again. You have to go. It was unbelievable. Well, they're they're talking about it and they're talking about it positively. It's not just sort of pie in the sky. I think this 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 could happen actually. Uh, well, that's the way it goes. Listen, uh, Steve, uh, will you watch the story about Nando's tonight? In the no, I couldn't. It's chicken. It's chicken. Okay, how complicated? Cluck 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 cluck. Eggs, dead. Beheaded Nando's. Okay, end of the story. I don't need to know anything else about chicken. I couldn't care less anything else about chicken. I'm sorry to be so simplistic about it, but you know, when I went there with because my friend Paul loves Nando's chicken, and it's just it's chicken. It's four pieces of chicken, or it's a chicken burger, or it's a chicken this, or it's a chicken that. They don't even do puddings. What do I want at the end of a meal? Ice cream, or you know, apple crumble, or apple pie, or something. We can go and have free fillers of fizzy drinks, which I don't do anyway, so I'm very bored. Very bored with the whole thing. But it is just chicken, all right? Get over yourself. You know, if it was a history of McDonald's, I could understand it, because they do lots of different things. Uh, The Spanish IVF clinic. New policy. No baby. No fee. The new breed of blood thinners, slashing the risk of side effects. Uh, Nearly a fifth of kids don't know what a bee is. They will if ever it stings them, let me tell you. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Thursday, 5th of July. I can't believe it's the 5th of July. Some of you still probably suffering with probably quite bad hangovers if you celebrated the 4th of July. I saw somebody walking along the road and he was sort of had uh, his 4th of July hat on and everything else. So that's quite sweet, actually. Not as impressive as all the Irish when we do St. Patrick's Day. 
I mean, you can't move for people wearing uh, hats. Uh, the nurse who used voodoo, I know, to smuggle prostitutes into Britain from Nigeria gets 14 years. She was working in the NHS. She had a luxury mansion in Nigeria and all sorts of things. She's a crook. She's a crook. That's all it is. Uh, the Spanish IVF clinic's new policy, no baby, no fee. Which kind of guarantees that you're going to walk out with something. Doctors are not impressed. Uh, Led Zeppelin getting back together. A lot of people are very excited by this one. A fifth of kids who do not know what a bee is. I mean, are they going to school? I mean, surely. I mean, even if you live in a tower block, you must have been on the ground at some point. You must have seen things. You go, oh, what's that? That'll be a horse. Oh, right. Do they take nectar from plants? Yeah, horses do that. And hippopotamuses and rhinos as well. And gir- Oh, look, there's a giraffe as well. well there must, must be naturally thick children. Can't be anything else. For some reason, the mirror has gone today with a story that Thomas Markle, that's, uh, that's the father who sold his daughter down the river for £7,500, uh, uh, he fears that his daughter will never see him again. Well, you've not exactly made it easy, have you? He's done another moaning session. Whether or not it's old or whether it's new, I don't know. But uh, the more you keep moaning about it... You could have gone to the wedding. You really could have gone to the wedding. There was no reason why you couldn't have done. The wife went. She managed to make it there. I mean, put it way, if your daughter marries into the royal family, then they're not going to be all buddy-buddy with you, I'm afraid. They have a way of doing it. They do it completely. They'll be more than pleasant to you. Hello, hello, and that's it. They don't want to get to know you. Why would they? Not important. She's married... You know, into the royal family. They're not married you. Uh, today, the Wimbledon action hots up. Whee! Fantastic. And, of course, the one thing that you're all going to be suffering with, and today in particular, is going to be bad for flying ants. 20 of those could carry people off, I should imagine. Uh, there'll be loads of them. They were at Wimbledon. They'll be emerging from the ground. You'll see them. You'll see them sitting by the side of the road. You'll see them. It's just, you know, they just seem to emerge on this day. And I can't remember why it is on this day that they do, but they do it. I think they're all looking for FBX. Okay. Also, you know, they obviously haven't discovered Love Island or anything like that in the flying ant department, but they all do. It's like in certain times of the world, you know, you have all the little turtles that run for the, that run for the water. They all get born at the same time. Millions of them. Millions of them. And they all head for the ocean. Of course, all the big birds just stand there picking them off. You know, you've got to hope if you're a little turtle that your little legs are going to move really quickly. You get to the water and even then you're not safe. That's why so many of you make it. And there's another part of the word, crabs crossing the road. And the cars don't, don't wait for them now. There's millions of the things. They just drive over them. So many, many crabs lose their lives. I've seen it on one of those David Attenborough programmes. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm more worried about the turtles. Why can't they shoo away the big birds that want to eat the little turtles? Only, I mean, I suppose it's just like us having a lollipop, isn't it? Or something. I bought some lollipops the other day, actually. We had them at Paul Cooper's shop. And it was a cherry and cola lolly. And you got eight for a pound. And they twisted, they were twisty lollies. They were quite nice, actually. So it's like an ice lolly. Only with cherry and cola. Didn't taste like cherry and cola. If somebody had done me a taste test, I wouldn't have known what it tasted of. I never do. Um, uh, just back from collecting supplies for the restaurant, says Kevin, the restaurateur. Talking of bacon rolls made me stop at Greg's. Well, you can find one open at this time of the morning, blimey. Must be the earliest one. I think even in Richmond they're open about uh, <coughs> eight, I think. You can't beat it, can you, really? I mean, if, if you just want a bacon roll in the morning. And also it's cooked a lot better than those ghastly places at the stations. Ghastly places. I've been to a few of them. The bacon is so burnt to a crisp, you can practically knock nails in with it. Bacon's supposed to be soft. Perhaps they don't know how to cook it. But uh, you really don't uh, you know to bite there. Uh, Steve, my goodness, you need a housekeeper to save you from this push-button coffee imbibing. Never happened on my watch. I love it. 
I love it. I can't be bothered. To, to, I can, I've been doing things while it's filling the cup up with hot water. And uh, I can't believe Tom Daly's partner couldn't go to Russia. Well, he, he wouldn't be allowed in. They don't like things like that, as you know, even though, you know, you've had a look at a few of them. Mind you, see them all, you know, when they line up for their big Red Square parade days. I mean, it does look like a giant gay club, doesn't it? You know, they're all sort of dressing up, looking like sort of rejects from the village people who never quite made it. I can see them all singing in the Navy. And they'd all be quite happy. They all stand. They've all got medals. I'm surprised they can stand upright. And uh, you've got all the soldiers there. It's a little bit homoerotic, I think. Uh, Joe in Feltham says, uh, happy 70th birthday to the NHS. You're a bit late. We've been celebrating it all week. But she's worked in it for 35 years, off on an annual retreat uh, with Kate and TC. Two weeks sleeping in the shade of the beach. Bliss, says Joe. Just sleeping, actually, is quite nice. I think everybody should take holidays. And I've only just decided this in the last two seconds. I'm not a holiday person. I've just decided that people need to take a holiday. But I think what you need is you need to take a three-week holiday. A week to unwind, a week to enjoy the holiday, and a week to psych yourself up for coming back to work again. But who takes three-week holidays? Nobody. A friend of mine, she loves holidays. Oh, God, she would take holidays. You know, if, if there were no more holidays available, she'd still find a way of taking them. She loves them. Me, not bothered, as you know. At one point, says Gary, the water pumps, read the Thai cave rescue, were pumping out water at a rate of 38,400 tonnes a day. Pity they haven't the pumps we brought over from Holland to deal with the Somerset levels flooding of 2014, as they were pumping out 7 million tonnes a day. Well, it's getting all this equipment there. You're in the middle of nowhere, aren't you? And then you've got a cave. And I have to be honest, there must be some sneaking admiration for people who do things like that. I don't want to do it. I don't mind watching a film of people going into the caves. That doesn't bother me. And showing you the big caverns. I think they should just fill them with electric lighting. But when the floods arrive and this heavy water arrives... This is going to make the water level right. They need to be taught how to scuba dive, but they don't swim. Have you ever heard of little children now that don't swim? I thought everybody swam, like, you know, taking your cycling proficiency test. So they have to teach them. D- just breathe. Breathe normally. OK, we put, put the mask on. It's like, I don't know if you've ever had um, uh, uh, anaesthetic, general anaesthetic, where they put, you know, a, a mask over your face and you have a little minor panic mode. They just say, just breathe. Just breathe normally. And you go, uh, uh. and then and then eventually your eyes close and you've gone, but you don't remember that bit. And, and it's like for these kids, they're going to have to put on a mask, which they're not familiar with, learn how to breathe, then go in the water, then t- don't hold your breath because you'll carry on breathing normally. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they've got a lot to learn. They've got a lot to learn in a very short space of time. Or they can sit it out on their shelf. But if the water level becomes too much, that shelf might disappear. We don't know how much water goes down through these things. It's like, you know, there's a lot of it. 24 million people... 24 million people watch the England Hopscotch on Tuesday. 24 million. Which means that you are actually in the majority, not the minority. 40-odd people... 40-odd million people didn't. Because there's 64 of us in the country. 64 million people. So 24 million people watched it. And 40-odd million people didn't. And I'm in, I'm in that section of the community. I'm, I'm always in bed anyway. Seriously, I spend most of my life in bed. <coughs> Which is lovely. Very nice. And um, somebody says, you, you're, you're a patriot and uh, you could be a good James Bond. I don't know if... It, I don't know what the qualifications are for James Bond. Obviously somebody younger. Obviously somebody with a better body. Because at some point I'm going to have to act my way out of a paper bag, aren't I, really? 
And, uh, and somebody says here, um, am I imagining it, but did Joanne just say there's no trains between somewhere and Walford Junction? Does she mean Watford's? Should we find out? At Euston, because of an investigation at Queen's Park, Virgin Trains West Coast and London Northwestern services can't run between Euston and Watford Junction and Southern aren't running between Clapham Junction and Watford Junction. No, she said Watford. She said Watford. See, that's the nice thing about radio, isn't it? Somebody says, oh, somebody just said something. You go, no, they didn't. Somebody said that to me once, years and years and years ago. They said, you've just said so-and-so. I said, no, I didn't. I didn't. And she said, yes, you did. I've just heard you. And I said, well, you didn't. And so, of course... All the producer does is because it's all digital. Digital? I mean, seriously. You just think it's all Web Ellis around here. It's all sort of, you know, valves and things like that. Things exploding every five minutes. But no, it's all very, very sophisticated. And so we we played back the bit of the programme. And she went, oh, you didn't say it. I said, no, I've just told you I didn't say it. I know somebody said they thought you said Walford. You believe it. I know. I said that to them as well. I said that to, well, not exactly the same sort of wording. It was ridiculous. We, we, we just sort of heard it. You said Watford, Watford, tw- as clear as a bell. Seriously, you with your articulation. How can anybody ever doubt what you say? Seriously, this woman teaches, teaches English to people from other countries. Hounslow, Berkshire, Slough, places like that. She, said, she wouldn't say, why would she say Walford? She's an intelligent person, aren't you, Poppet? Yeah, she can, yeah. <laughs> it always amazes me, though. Sometimes I think I've heard something on the radio and I think, I think somebody's just said a rude word. <laughs> so I'll mention it to a friend of mine. They go, I didn't hear that. And you go, oh, well, perhaps just me again, I'm afraid. And uh, I said to this taxi driver, Waterloo, please. He said, what, the station? I said, well, I'm a bit late for the battle, aren't I? That's a good one. And Steve, I read in the newspaper, says Penny, we should all be putting out a saucer of water for hedgehogs. Yes, not, oh, don't give them milk. For God's sake, you can kill them on milk. And also they eat dog or cat food. And they're struggling to find things to eat. She said, I put water out last night. There were two hedgehogs drinking within minutes. Yes, don't... People put out... It's like mad people feeding uh, pigeons and things like that. Biscuits. How stupid you have to be. You know, slowly killing them. They just fluffs up inside them. And they die eventually. But no, please, if you live in the countryside, uh, water. That's all they want, Water. And for and for sometimes little birdies as well. But you don't need to give them anything anything really posh. They don't want half your feet. It's like dogs. People feed dogs all sorts of things now, don't they? Which I always think is slightly difficult. I could be a Blofeld character, a friend of mine reckons. I could be Blofeld. That's the one who always has uh, a pussy on his lap, isn't it? And he's sort of uh, contemplating my next dax- dastardly deed. I go, hmm. So, was it... Oh, it wasn't Blofeld, was it? It was somebody else in one of the films who didn't speak English. In fact, didn't speak a word of English. So he spoke German, I think. But when you see it, they've overdubbed him. But he's the only one. So he has a conversation with James Bond. But in fact, he's doing it in German. Steve, you called a spliff a sploff, says Gary in the last hour. Yeah? What's the matter with that? You're not another one who's going to tell me that they've not found the Titanic, are you? Or something like that. <laughs> and so, yes, definitely. So, for, listen, just very quickly, in this weather, a bit of water for the birds, very nice indeed, and a bit of water for hedgehogs and dog or cat food. But that's, don't start giving them anything else. They don't want it. They don't want rhubarb crumble. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, every nice to be company. 6.20. The only reason I tell you the time is because you might be panicking a little bit over rushing to catch the train. However, today I might have to advise you to take an umbrella. They've said that we're going to get a spot of rain today. They said heavy rain and showers in the south-west, which is sort of, that's us, isn't it? 
We're South East. Wait a minute, South East. Oh, that's South East. South East, yes, South East. So we're all right. And so that'll be quite nice. Although the high is 82 degrees. I don't think... I mean, really. It's nice because it just sort of drenches everything for a, a brief while. I'm quite happy with that. I don't, uh, I don't sort of worry about it. But they say it's going to carry on the heat wave uh, till the end of the month. I thought it was eight days. Can't they get anything? What's the point of paying all this money to have sort of meteorologists getting it wrong? I mean, surely they can see how it's going to work, aren't they? But in fact, the hottest June since 1976 caused reservoirs to run dry and left a hosepipe ban looming. I remember when they used to show you the, the, the reservoirs and how low they were. And you think, but we've had loads of rain over Christmas. Loads of rain over Christmas and everything. What's the matter? <coughs> oh, where they, oh, we're trying to work out where, where Carol Kirkwood's gone. I don't know. To a hospital? That'll be ideal, won't it? Perhaps she's not very well. So the NHS birthdays, they said the weather woman there. Why can't you just stand in the studio like normal people? What a waste of money. So annoying. Anyway, because it's my BBC. We're always being told it. It's my BBC, so we'll have that presenter. Thank you. You come over with us. We like you. And uh, we'll take you as well. And we might be interested in you. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, kids... Sun lotion ban. A dad has accused his girls' school of endangering pupils by banning sun cream in the heat wave. Mark Jones says Poppy Seven was stopped from applying a top-up. Parents were told to put once-a-day lotion on kids as they couldn't bring any to Hyde Park Infant School in Plymouth. Navy Reserve Mark says it's bonkers. Cancer Research says cream must be put on regularly. The school didn't comment. Nobody, have you noticed now that there's more and more people who don't have a comment? I remember talking to somebody the other day about, uh, about a mutual... Uh, friend and I said, "Oh, so and so, so and so," and they went, "I don't know anything about it." I said, "Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Why do people tell fibs now? I can always tell you people are telling, telling fibs. Their nose gets longer." And they always just, "Oh, I don't know anything about that." You say, "Yes, you do. Yes, you do." Why? Well, I'm just like I phone up Camelot. Could you explain to me, please? I say because I, I like to sort of do it every so often. Why I have not won a substantial amount of money, and yet I have been buying a ticket every day for the past God knows how many years. How much longer do I have to wait before I get some money? And then they go, "Well, so far you haven't had a winning ticket." I said, "Well, let me know what the numbers are, then maybe we can do a deal on it." It's ridiculous. How much longer do you have to go on without uh, that? Eileen says, "David Attenborough advised we also put out a spoon with sugar water in the garden for bees." Oh, I don't need that. I wouldn't be doing that. Bees, bees get everything they need. They're workers. They're worker bees. They're not, not big, important bees. These are little bees who have to work. You don't start pandering. The bees will be going, listen, come over to Steve's place. He's got sugar water in spoons for us. It's bad enough with pigeons. I can happily run over as many pigeons as you, uh, as you really want. Somebody says, if you catch a winged queen ant and keep it in a test tube for a few weeks, you'll have your own ant colony. They make great pets. There's a name, isn't there, for that thing? What do they call it? It's not a vivarium. That's what you used to keep snakes in. But uh, I've seen these things. They've got one at London Zoo. We could see the ants walking across this piece of rope to get to the... All carrying little leaves and stuff like that. It's a shame they don't live very long. Somebody says, I'm surprised it's not compulsory for youngsters in Thailand to swim, given the horrific Boxing Day tsunami that struck the nation, let alone for times when you end up stuck in caves. I don't understand it either. I don't know how they... And also how they've ended up so far into the caves... You know, it's ridiculous. And uh, did you just say it's 6.20 and people are panicking because Russians are catching trains? Rushing to catch trains. I mean, seriously, get some new batteries for it, for God's sake. Or go and get a different one. Because the one they've given you is... <whistles> it's all over the place. Not hearing anything. Um, why do we have to call it a heat wave? Why not summer? Says Don on the Isle of Wight. I don't... Well, because it is a heat wave. It is, and yet the funny thing is, in the early hours of the morning, it's quite cool. 
But, you know, by the time we actually get out of here this morning, it's, uh, it'll be sort of, it'll be building slowly. You can tell. And you know by lunchtime, it's a bit hot. And uh, Ellie says, I've just found a fiver on my morning run. I've already decided I'm going to spend it on posh butter. Posh butter. <laughs> uh, Steve, perhaps Nando's could stock crab stick lollies. Save them being run over. Is everybody mad? Everybody's gone mad, haven't they, this morning? It's not normal. And if your summer cold gets any worse, it's not bad. It's just I've got the silly little cough with it, which is uh, a little bit of a pain. Apparently, Greg's in Ham by Petersham is open every morning at 6am, is it? Where is the Greg's in? I'll have to go and have a look for it. I know the... Oh, I know where it is. I know where it is. Just you're heading into, uh, into Kingston. And uh, somebody says, I, I ran up to the ticket office at Euston and said, quick, 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 give me a return ticket. Where to, says the man. Back here, you idiot, was the response. It's an old one, isn't it? Right, you're definitely barred. And uh, I can confirm... Well, here we go again, isn't it? It's non-stop, this one. Peter Simon did, in fact, play the original UK Ronald McDonald. I used to be good friends with Pete when he was based and lived up north in Manchester. At that time, a mutual friend used to drive him to his gigs in his green jag. He had Noel's old gunge tank in his garden, among other things. Good times. And, uh, and the BA pilot says, Dave, that rented a room for him was quite the dish too. There you go. You always find it's the uniform thing, isn't it? And uh, Phil says, I, I saw two pigeons having sex in my tree last Tuesday. You get a lot of that. A lot what? Oh, you've never seen it? Oh, I see it all the time. If I get the bus from um, Richmond, there's a little bus station there. And you get pigeons. They're obviously at it like hammer and tongs in this weather. And, uh, and, and so what, one, one pigeon will place it, you mustn't, mustn't come over me, and all this kind of thing. And then they walk around for a few times, and the next minute he then throws himself at her, and either she flies away, in which case he looks somewhat dejected and a little bit embarrassed, because we're all laughing, and, uh, and she's sitting on a wall looking at him going, sucker, sucker. Very excited at Eddie Mayer joining LBC. Well, I think we're all very excited. Very, very excited. I sent him a text the other day just to let him know how excited I was. And uh, somebody else says, all this talk of ants is reminding me of your dear departed. See, don't go into it, Paul. I've already mentioned poor ant, who now we've discovered, now we've discovered apparently ants, leafcutter ants, which is what sorry, my ant was, he, uh, they only live between one and two years. I think it's a year if they get trodden on, and it's two years if they manage to avoid contact with human beings. But apparently the, the, the queen... Ant can live for between 15 and 20 years. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? And when they move, if they're out in the jungle, millions of them move at the same time and they attack everything in their way. I mean, you don't, whew, you don't get away. They're so clever, so clever ants. I wouldn't want them. I remember the, somebody was filming them. Uh, might have been Steve Bakshul, I think, or somebody like that. And one of them bit him. And you think, only little tiny things. Ow, he said he's just bitten me. And you think, oh, don't like the sound. It's like jellyfish, isn't it? Or failing that snakes. Oh, don't get me going on snakes. I've got a dread fear of snakes. And somebody says, oh, they're all right. You think, yeah, but I don't know which ones are the dangerous ones. If I went out to Australia, how many dangerous snakes do they have? What the blooming hell do they look like? You need to see these things. Because, even, because size is not an indicator of how bad they are. Sometimes tiny, tiny, bright colours are, are quite dangerous. And you, I've seen them striking at people on the television. They all of a sudden, pff, and you think, wow! And then they spit... Spitting cobras. I tell you, this, it's a worry out there, isn't it? Very worrying. Uh, it's called the Ant's Wedding Day, says Nicola. Thank you. Uh, do you do requests, says John? Do I sound like I'm the sort of programme that does requests? I'm doing the newspapers. I'm telling you that um, Simon Cowell 
is working to fill the fourth and final position on the judging panel. This on the X Factor. And uh, they say, having signed up Robbie Williams and his wife, Ada Field... No, they haven't. Why do they keep perpetuating this myth? They haven't signed anything at all. I mean, why would you want Robbie and his dreary wife? I mean, admittedly. Oh, they had a thing the other day. They were showing a clip. Who was on the panel? Can't remember. Can't remember. It was, I think it, wasn't, it was not X Factor. It was the other one, Britain's Got Talent. And so a woman comes on stage in a pair of roller skates. Oh, it was on Gogglebox. And so the people on Gogglebox, who are somewhat peculiar said, oh, roller skates. Oh, I wonder what she's going to be doing. I thought, well, she's a circus roller skating act. What are you, mad? And then she proceeds to go into the act with her partner. Why doesn't she just... Oh, and my name is Monique. I'm from Germany. And I would like to show you what I can do on skates. Like she's wandered off a council estate, off the Reaper Barn, and she's decided to take up sort of doing spinning round on a pair of roller skates. They're a circus act. Every circus you go to will have a roller skating act. You know why? It takes up no room. Takes up no room. And they do it on a little tiny platform up in the air. And I thought the audience is sitting there going... And half the people on Gogglebox will go, oh, I can't watch it. I think, well, don't go to the circus. Idiots. Absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen it. Seriously, never seen anything like it in my entire life. They put these circus acts on there and we're supposed to believe that they're just ordinary people who probably work in a bakery and he probably works in a brewery or something like that. It's a circus act, you know. And now he's going to put this piece of rope in his mouth and she's going to spin round. It's a circus act. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, Nick Ferrari with you at 7 o'clock this morning for breakfast on LBC. Best way to start your day. Well, actually, I'm the best way to start the day. He's sort of, he's the, he's the follow through, as they say. Police have confirmed that a couple found unconscious in a Wiltshire house at the weekend were infected with Novichok, the same nerve agent which the Skripals were attacked with just four months ago. They can find out how this could possibly have happened again. Also, you'll hear our exclusive LBC investigation into anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Plus, female tennis stars, including Serena Williams, have called on Wimbledon organisers to plan match schedules so they can spend more time with their kids during the tournament. How easy is it to be a working mum in 2018? Yeah, but this isn't like work. The money they're earning, this isn't like, you know, 20 quid working in the gas board or something like that. These are people earning serious amounts of money. Can't they, can't they get nannies in or something? Can't they afford it? Blimey. So how did a working mum... Into, I don't class them as working mums. I really don't. They're playing tennis for millions and millions of dollars and pounds and stuff like that. And they're going, can we have it scheduled? Yeah, I mean, as I say, perhaps we can sort of halt, you know, most of the main matches and go, I think breastfeeding now. If you'd all just like to sit down for half an hour, OK. And uh, we're now going to play you some sweet music. Or fairly that, we'll play you the Steve Allen programme and you'll all get up and walk out because that's the way it should be. I fear I'll never see Megan again. This is Megan, Megan's father meeting up with son Tom Jr. in California. Because now he's got a bit of money. Kylie Minogue going out. She's looking a bit... She's not dressing young and trendy, I'm afraid. You know, I'm thinking she needs to have words with Helen Mirren. um, Because she's engaged now. She's engaged to this um, uh, British magazine boss called Paul Solomons, who's 43. Very good looking 43. He's very good looking 43. A friend of mine knows him, apparently, and they're all a bit surprised. Well, they're not... I don't think they're surprised that, you know, he's 43. But uh, they're surprised that he's actually going out with Kylie. Managed to keep that a little bit uh, quiet. Uh, Also, Esther McVeigh are forced to apologise for misleading MPs over the welfare report. And, uh, uh, what was that? Oh, 20 years jail for the footy paedophile. Are we gradually working our way through these? Because there seems to be quite a few of these cases. This was um, a paedophile called George Ormond, who targeted players as young as 11, blasted as wholly preoccupied with sex. So they sent him to prison for, for 20 years. Amazing. 
Amazing. And I think there are still more to come in prison. Uh, the, 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 the game of football was absolutely littered with it. I mean, I'm, I, for some reason, I don't know why, I couldn't, I couldn't quite get my head around why football. You know, the butchest of all the things that you could do. It's like boxing. I mean, you never hear a bit in boxing, do you, really? But there you go. Another picture of Cliff Richard looking very, very good at Wimbledon. Mind you, Melanie Sykes went there. She looked a bit vacant. She's wearing sort of... I don't know what she's wearing, actually. Do people look in the mirror? If you're going out and you're going to be photographed, Melanie, I mean, maybe just, you know, put some thought into it. You know, Cliff always looks very smart, you know. A tie and jacket and flat, you know, looking, looking good. Looking very good. Uh, 21 rescued in a riptide terror. That's not very good, is it? This is at uh, Newquay in Cornwall. And uh, 21 people had to be rescued from one beach in one day. Surfers, swimmers and boarders in two separate emergencies at Fistral Beach. Be careful. It's the, under, it's the undercurrents that can be really dangerous. Even adults get caught out by these things. Really difficult. Uh, Emmerdale's Laura on weight loss. It's the most boring story I've ever read in my entire life. Apparently she used to be bigger and now she stopped drinking four litres of Coca-Cola a day. And that, and that warrants a two-page spread, seriously. Oh my God, they must sit down there and go, have you got anything to talk about? And they go, uh, not really, no. Okay, well, were you never overweight? Oh, not really, no. I mean, obviously everybody fluctuates, don't they? I mean, even I fluctuate. And they go, oh, could we say that you've been addicted to fizzy drinks, you know, for years and years, and then you just got yourself off? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's do that one, shall we? Because, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just such a non-event. Of course, if you drink fizzy drinks, you're going to put on weight. I mean, goodness sake, honestly. Why don't people realise that? Um, another one here. Fond memories of your Anthony. Sadly missed, sadly missed by the colony. Thank you for the leaves. I know. Oh, dear. Annette says, I went to the circus, but I didn't catch the trapeze act. That's going to be the next thing, isn't it? They're going to have a trapeze act on Britain's Got Talent. And uh, Steve, Kylie's been engaged more times than the public lose at Liverpool Street Station, says Kevin the Milkman. <laughs> and uh, and somebody says, why is it whenever you go to a cash dispenser, there's a sign saying free cash always comes out of your account. Shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, well, mine comes out the account and then doesn't get into my hands. Not so good. Uh, I had a spitting cobra at the front door one time that spat and got me in both eyes. I slammed the door shut, put a mat at the bottom, and then rushed to the kitchen to rinse my eyes out. <coughs> God, five minutes later, when I could partly see. I turned round. The snake had still managed to get into the, into the house and was slithering down the corridor. The spit is a spray. Same principle as shooting with a machine gun instead of a rifle. So it, it just sprays out. At a, the thing is, don't upset snakes. Don't upset uh, snakes. Dreadful, isn't it, really? Uh, it's great. A lot of service stations have Greg's now. I love their sausage rolls. But the other day, feeling all exotic, I had a sausage and bean melt, says John. Honestly, you lot, you know how to push the boat out, don't you? It's only Thursday. Only Thursday. Were you a fan of Thin Lizzy's music? Not particularly. Not particularly. That was Phil Lynott, who was the lead singer of Thin Lizzy. And his daughter used to live literally just down the road from me, within within a hundred yards of me. Uh, Rayanne in West Norwood sends me two smiley emojis today, which is very nice. And uh, Steve, many people are reluctant to comment for fear of offending anyone uh, owing to mindfulness respect. Yo, brah, me, says Jenny. Uh, on your programme, there are no sacred cows to worship or offend. Don't do things like that. There's certain things I steer away from because you know damn well, if you're only going to mention religion, people are going to go up in arms about religion. So I never bother with religion. I always think, you know, people, people if, if people want to have religion, have religion. It's great. Everybody's got to have something, haven't you? Um, 
Uh, Ian says, you hear all these bad things about white sugar, but never a bad thing about brown sugar, because Demerara. I'm not reading it properly. I'm probably not reading it properly. And Phil says, the dangerous snakes are the ones that you, uh, are the ones that bite you. Yes. And Peter says, please confirm that you still use reel-to-reel ferrograph tape recorders in the studio. Otherwise, I'm deeply upset. Digital? Whatever next. Oh, I don't do this. Well, listen, you know me. I can't touch anything at all. There's a lovely lady in the paper today. There's always lovely ladies. This one um, is a lady called Elsie Alcock. And here she is. It's like one of those old-fashioned names. You know, she could, have, she could have been drawn from a Victoria Wood sketch. Elsie Alcock has lived in the house where she was born for a hundred years. And probably about the only thing that's changed is the front door. You know, the little backyards that people had that people looked after. You don't get that now, do you? It's all full of prams and everything else all over the place. But uh, she's a great-grandmother. And uh, she celebrated her 100th birthday in the house she's lived in for the past century. She was born in an upstairs bedroom. She has no plans to leave. She grew up there with her four older siblings and her parents who rented the property. She bought it. From the council, I think, in 1960. How much did she pay for this little house? How much did she pay for it? 250 quid. Those were the happy days, weren't they, when you could buy a house for that price? And uh, she got it with the help of a council loan following her parents' death. Her father was a coal miner and lived in the state. She looks wonderful for 100. Absolutely wonderful. People send her loads of money. She says, my sister and I would take the baskets of washing back to the customers, all ironed and ready to wear, all for half a crown. That's two shillings and sixpence. Or in today's money, 12 and a half P. 12 and a half pence. She was born in June 1918. Back then, the house was lit and heated using paraffin oil, lamps and candles. They had an outdoor toilet in the 12 foot by 8 foot garden, which is still used to this day. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And so she grew up during minor strikes and all sorts of things. Her, uh, she left school at 14, stayed at home to look after the family. And her mother died in 1932. Her dad, Mark, died 17 years later. And apart from a one-month stay in hospital in the 60s, Elsie has lived in the house ever since, raising her sons there with husband, who's called Bill Alcock. The couple had wed for 55 years before Bill died from cancer in 95. She's still going. She's obviously got whatever she's got, we want. I've decided. She sounds absolutely marvellous and wonderful. Uh, Thomas, distraught at prospect of never seeing Megan again. Well, why don't you just write to her, phone her? Don't you have a phone number? I would find it very difficult to believe that Meghan Markle's father does not have a phone number. Could he not phone Kensington Palace and go, um, this is Meghan Markle's dad, uh, Thomas. Uh, could you get her to call, call me? Where is she at the moment? And I bet you anything, the answer would be, I'm sorry, I can't comment on that, because they don't know who he is. He'd have to prove, wouldn't he, exactly who he is. Please don't get sympathetic to pigeons. I've never been sympathetic to pigeons. I've always said the best pigeons, bit of short cruft pastry over the top of them. You know, I've, I don't know. Pigeons have nothing to do with filthy, disgusting vermin. Flying rats. Flying rats with illnesses and diseases. And uh, did I just hear you saying, don't feed pigeons with biscuits, says Steve. <coughs> so it's you lot south of Watford, responsible for these rats with wings on. When I were a lad at boarding school down south, the only place you saw these dirty bug-carrying varmints was Trafalgar Square. Yes, I mean, it's Mary Poppins, isn't it? It's that Poppins woman. Early... Shut up! At the steps of St... Shut up! Feed the birds... Shut up! Tuppence a bag... Where? Where'd you get tuppence from? Goodness sake. And then she, there she was, Jane, 
Darrell, was it? Darnell? Darrell. Uh, I know that Walt found her in an old people's home. And she wa- he wanted her to be the bird woman. She died just after the making of the film. And, uh, and she sat there. And you can hear her speaking. She speaks, feed the birds tuppence. Shut up! Feed the birds tuppence a bag. And that's what Jane and Michael Banks wanted to do. They wanted to feed the birds. Can we feed the... No, 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 you don't want to fit a bag of ragamuffin birds, says the father. And off he goes to the bank where they're going to be taught how to invest their tuppence. God, those were the days. Those were the days. Steve, no bee conservation. No cross-pollination. Thank you. Uh, Demerara, Demerara. Oh, God, honestly, it's all happening this morning, isn't it, really? We've had a couple of hours of cool, refreshing rain here. The sun returned at tea time, says Chris in Cardiff. And earlier on another channel, Pembrokeshire Farmer says they were rationing the remaining grass... For their cows to graze on. Is it a graze on? Is it absolutely necessary that cows have to graze on grass? I mean, can they get by with anything else? Can you sort of give them a supplement? I don't know. Not very green, is it really? But um, Steve, I have a book called Londoners London Through a Lens. Now there's a, a picture of uh, a barber at 18 and some very interesting photographs. Thank you, Jim. No, keep it, please. I've I've got so many books. I really don't need any more books. Otherwise, I'll have to open a library. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's nine minutes to seven. Nick Ferrari will be with you just after the news at seven this morning. The Daily Mirror front page, we're chilled. England aces cool as nation hits fever pitch. And then a picture of a very old looking, oh, it's Rebecca Vardy. You know, when she's not fully made up and the hair's been done, it's seriously very old. And apparently here she is celebrating England's victory. I think she knows what football is. I've got a horrible feeling she hasn't got the faintest idea. And then for some reason, the American editor of the Mirror has come up with Thomas Markle, fearing daughter Meghan will never see him again. Well, turn up to one of her openings or something. Fly over her. You've got the money. Not like you haven't got to worry about the money, have you? Any more, please? Something? Uh, two more hit by Novichok, front page of The Sun this morning. And uh, 30 million to watch the big match on TV. Roads and shops will be empty. No, they won't. I'll be in them. We no empty at all. I shall be wandering around going, hello. Hello. There'll be all the people behind the tills. It'll be the usual kind of thing. When is it? Saturday? Is it Saturday? And what What time? Three o'clock, fantastic. It's just about the time I'll be driving back from my brother's. My brother's just been in in hospital and uh, they gave him uh, this um, anaesthetic to put him out and apparently it sent him quite quite mad. Well, madder than usual. And so apparently he was cleaning the kitchen, according to Mary and his girlfriend the other day. Cleaning the kitchen. I wasn't aware of such a thing that went on in our family. But uh, obviously it does. Uh, also inside the sun, there's oh, pages and pages of football. It's so boring. It really is. As I say, it's boring if you don't enjoy it. And as I'm in the majority of people who don't watch it, you know, they say 30 million. Well, that means that there's at least 35 million people who aren't remotely interested in it. So, you know, I'm not being bullied by it. Uh, Three Lions Heroes thanks supporters. Daily Stars, they've got pictures of, you know, uh, people getting excited. Ross, uh, Robin, sorry, Robbie Williams and Ross Kemp. Uh, let us spray... The heatwave fine shocker. Millions of Brits are ready to defy the impending hosepipe ban. We don't have a hosepipe ban. Don't tell lies. It's stupid. And also, Love Island Meg, my big secret. She performs on the internet for money. Which is not so good, is it? Not so good. But there again, you know, they seem to be putting all sorts of tacky people on the programme. I don't even understand how anybody can actually sort of go on there and have the courage of their convictions. And then they come out after they've been kicked out because they're blooming useless and boring. And then they have pictures taken. They sort of all do all this. Oh, I couldn't talk to you. I couldn't do that. And then the next minute, they're posing at Thorpe Park, which is for children. It's not for people their age. Ridiculous. Daily Mail. 
how could it happen again? Two more left in a coma by the deadly nerve agent. Well, they've done it once now. They've sort of sorted the other people out. Hopefully they better do this one out as well. This is Dawn Sturgis and Charles Rowley, critically ill in hospital, following this shopping trip to Salisbury. Uh, the Daily Express, this is the same couple on the front page, new couple fall victim to deadly spy poison. My Brexit plan is best of both worlds. This is May's message to warring ministers. And uh, 70 years on, we must never take the NHS for granted. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I think it's other people who take advantage of the NHS. And why Mrs Southgate is England's secret World Cup weapon. What, she's not playing, is she? God, what do they think? She's a secret weapon. Front page of the Times... Uh, again, it's the pair collapsed within miles of the Salisbury attack. Scientists confirm same toxin. I mean, could it not have come from that research establishment? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm just porting down. I'm just sort of guessing as to where it could come from. I don't know. Or do you think the people who administered it are still here? Or is, you know, is the internet alive with rumours about who they really are? Were they responsible first time round and now somebody's trying to get rid of them? Because they don't seem to fit into any particular category, do they? Apart from the fact that I believe they might have taken drugs in the past. And that's about as far as we know. You know, it's all very odd. Think it's hot here. Record highs leaving world baking. And in fact, uh, they've got this amazing... In Oman, they had to cope the other day with 42.6 degrees. That's 108 degrees Fahrenheit. That's called, don't go out, you're going to die. OK, it's as simple as that. In uh, Iran, the highest that they got... 54 degrees centigrade. <laughs> 50, I'm sorry, is that not, not sitting in the fire? Good Lord. But apparently, in Glasgow, 31.9 degrees melted the weatherproof material on the roof of the Science Centre. Belfast got to 29.5 degrees. Oh, we don't want it again, do we? Seriously, it's not good. Not very good at all. The Telegraph, oh, look. I've started to know a picture now of Gareth Southgate. I didn't know who he was before, which is, you know... I'm not supposed to know these things. Uh, also, uh, white rhino may be saved by a test tube. We were never going to get a white rhino into a test tube. That's just ridiculous. And um, uh, and then poor, poor Dave, who says, why do you read out all the drivel from the Daily Rags every day? Because they're newspapers. You're not bright, are you? You're not bright. He says, most of the stories in there are about as believed as Alice in Wonderland. No, definitely the white rhino could be saved by the test tube. We're definitely playing football. Uh, we've definitely got complaining at the World Cup at Wimbledon. Uh, no, it's all absolutely guaranteed. You must be living in a very strange little world. What world are you in, dear? I suspect it's inhabited by people who probably clutch bottles of alcohol. The Guardian. McVeigh faces clamour to quit after misleading Parliament. Couple may have been exposed to the nerve agent. And we celebrate 70 years of the NHS and we're still worrying about the Thai boys training to use scuba masks for the cave escape the... The storm is threatening. The storm is threatening. It's imminent and it could fill up the cave system that they're in. So they've got to get them trained and out quickly. It's a big ask, a very, very big ask. Uh, that's it for this morning. We've managed to get through everything, actually. I always quite like it at this time of the morning because we haven't reached the highest temperature, have we? We're actually doing quite well where we don't need to worry too much about the temperature. So, uh, well, not at this time of the blooming morning, we don't. So, uh, oh, incidentally, there's not a free podcast for today. We tried it, and I'm afraid I coughed my way through it. So we decided to save the voice for the programme and, uh, and leave the, uh, the special free podcast until tomorrow. So we'll do, we do it tomorrow for you. Uh, however, 
If you aren't already subscribed to my little bit extra, you should do that right away. It's totally free, and it's available from wherever you get your podcasts from. I like the word free. You know, see free cash. This is free radio programming. So make sure you download the LBC app, as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes, and I mean all the other programmes from the last week for free on the Catch Up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. It's as simple as that. So we'll do it again tomorrow morning when it's Friday and we'll have a couple of clips of the guests who are going to be with me for this weekend's In Conversation. I can tell you one of them is going to be Sheridan Smith and that is a good conversation. Very good indeed. Uh, 10 o'clock this morning, I think we're back with Pigeon Appreciation Hour. I think with uh, with uh, Dave O'Brien, he loves it. He, he's seriously, mind you, he saved chickens, didn't he? Do you remember he had to hear? Ch- he doesn't have them anymore. But uh, so he'll he'll be with you at ten this morning. But uh, next with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from four a.m. Monday to Friday and Sunday from five a.m. 